Dork Tales presents Dragonlance, Shadow of the Dragon Queen. Hello everyone and welcome back to Dragonlance, Shadow of the Dragon Queen, here on Dork Tales. I'm your Dungeon Master Kelly, you see in him, and I am incredibly excited to be here today as we descend into the catacombs beneath Calaman in search of... Well, who knows what's at store down there. But if you saw the episode title, you might have an idea. Um, so, uh, folks, we have some fantastic gaming tonight, and I'm really excited to get into it. But first, let's introduce ourselves, give you a couple of quick announcements, and then let's start the fun here on Dragonlance. Let's start with Christine. Hey, Christine. Hello, I'm Christine. Um, I use she, her pronouns, and I play Kalaro Vingard, who is our uh, human cleric of Mishakel. Nice. Great to have you here. Over to Chris. Hello, I'm Chris. Uh, I use he, him, or they pronouns, and uh, I am uh, playing Godfrey Highvalor, the wannabe squire of Salamnia, uh, and uh, um, good boy of the group. This is absolutely accurate. All right, down to Robin. Uh, hello, I'm Robin. Uh, I use she, her pronouns, as does our lovely Kinder Rug, swashbuckling persuasion, Rosera Moonbrush, who is a Kinder Queen. The Kinder Queen. All right, over to, queen. <laughs> over to Cal. Hi, my name is Cal, and I use he, him pronouns. Uh, I am playing, um, don't know why I hesitated there. I don't know why uh, you did. It's, it's a long it's, name. It, it's important. So it's it's a long name. You don't want to mispronounce it. No. Um, I'm playing Oren Tiros. And uh, yeah, he's a uh, College of Lore bard. He, Fantastic. they, she. All are acceptable. In all Elf are acceptable. Kind. I mean, you're an elf. Nobody, you know. It's elf. It's elf elven culture they, makes it really fluid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They will. It's it's the the, the same build. On all of them, right? Exactly. All yeah. right. Over to last but not least, Jen. Hi, I'm Jen, and I play. Uh, I my pronouns are she/her, and I play Hazel Night Granite, whose pronouns are also she/her. Um, and she is our uh, mountain dwarf, lunar sorcerer, and uh, multi-dimensional sailor, moon scout person. Because of the nice. charity stream, which for, was amazing. Yeah, for those who missed it, um, uh, Jen showed up last night on our charity stream. Well, Hazel did. I just paid for it to happen. <laughs> you, you Cal saw did a fantastic job. Yeah, I saw part of it, and and Cal did a fantastic job uh, playing Hazel for me. <laughs> it was great. It was very entertaining to watch. I was I was cackling. And then she made a guest appearance later. <laughs> in the dimension hopping she uh won the um the intercontinental uh championship belt nice yeah i haven't <laughs> managed to watch it yet but i i look forward to it. i'll try to get it after stream tonight but nice and uh, what we're talking about now is that we did a, a pair of events over the week called streaming for survivors where we raised money for Wava, which is a vancouver-based sexual assault center if you'd like to take a look at those episodes, they're going to be up on YouTube very soon, and um, they will also include a link. So if you'd still like to do some some post-game donations, it really does help. 
So take a look. Hope you enjoy the games. Together, between the two games ran by Jen and Krista, we raised 1,025 US dollars, which is not, not, not a small amount. It is not. It's a lot of money. <laughs> And uh, thank you all for attending and for doing that. And also thanks to everybody who came out to GaryCon to support us when we were doing our live game over there uh, with uh, with our special guest. Uh, that game is going to be up on YouTube very soon as well. So I hope you had a lot of fun with uh, Sleeping Dragons. That was that was a particular highlight that was, of my week. That was fantastic to watch. I'm oh so glad I came back at the time of the thing that you told me about. I the do end. have to say the that it was, it, it was really entertaining to be there before game started and see how dead the chat was and then see dork tales just all the fans just pile in be like yeah dork tales yeah we have a great community we have a great community because we have good people yeah you're good people you're good people good good person good yes you are now your eyes are possibly better than godfrey well Goodest you know point, what you know what i know how to make this work i hereby knight all of you dork tale viewers oh Wait, hold on. Ooh. You grab a sword. Come on. You have many. I'm grabbing a sword. Oh, I yes, hereby knight all of you as knights of the dork. <laughs> Dorkness rising. Someone put some breaking sound effects there. Uh, all right. Uh, so, folks, a couple of other fun things that we have in store for you very soon. Um, we'll talk about some of them more on the break, but uh, we have another campaign that is starting up in uh, in that April-May period um, called Arcos the Slumbering Seas. It is a fantastic homebrew game that is going to take place, of course, in our homebrew setting. Uh, and I really would love it if you were there from the beginning. Those dates are going to be posted very soon. We're just finishing up because it's going to be running on Sunday afternoons, which... Sunday afternoons in May are rough because there's a lot of holidays and events happening in this May. So we're just trying to figure out what works for all the players. Uh, then we have another couple of things that are happening. Mage the Ascension, the Victorian Age is coming back in two weeks uh, for a for a chat up episode. And then we'll be getting into book two. And uh, I'll also have some Seekings that are going to be released for you, which are going to be fantastic. Uh, there's a goose outside my window. And um, what... <laughs> Uh, other things that are happening is we are just about three and a half weeks away from Dork Tales Expo 2023, which is our little in-house convention. That's a fundraiser for the channel. We're going to have a lot of different panels, events, and like how-tos and, and advice that we would give on how to make your role-playing games better. And what I'm doing right now is I'm calling out to each and every one of you who are watching this. If there is a panel that you would like to see, please post it in our Discord, leave it in the YouTube comments, and so on. We've got stuff like... Uh, bringing big bad evil guys to life, um, how to embody NPCs, writing for tabletop role-playing games, why we love the world of darkness, module prep, and using music to improve your role-playing games. We also have some panels on like love and love and consent and so, so on like that. So if you have any ideas, um, even if it's something that we've already done before, if it's something you'd want to see, leave it in the comments. That would make a huge difference to us. Yeah, I was going to ask, and I forgot to ask the Discord because I've just been heckin' busy at work today. Um, but, like, we do a, usually a... It got split into two panels last year, but costuming and makeup panel, if people mm -hmm. are curious about that. Because I know we've done it the past couple of years. I, if people are still interested in costume and makeuping, makeuping? A costume and makeuping. And, That's a yeah. thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, and we're always learning new things and stuff. Mm -hmm. Even if we aren't and people just want you know, a new 
panel on it. That's totally cool too. We, it's less work for us if we can just do the same things. Cal, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, think, uh, I, I think Cal should do a uh, uh, makeup panel on how to do a Nosferatu because uh, that's pretty Ooh. cool. He's done uh, really, really good work with that. I'd be a good, um, like, fair, like, kid's face painter. Because, what, we used to do uh, your Nosferatu makeup in, like, four minutes flat, despite the detail and the... Yeah, it, it was uh, every time I, I... I wish I had all of the pictures. I don't think I have too many of them floating around somewhere, but it was just... It was so gross. I loved it. <laughs> and it was so quick, like how how quick and the, the little touches that you did on it, everything. Uh, like the little, yeah, we'll, I, we'll I won't get into it, bring, but it was great. Uh, bring Cal in on that panel. So we'll definitely do okay. a makeup one, but leave your comments below and we will uh, we'll try to get to those. We'll try to cover those because we are always looking for what type of content you guys want to see. And I guess last but not least, I have to do a big shout out to our sponsor for the month of March, Bookworm Games. But you know what? I'm going to let Robin do it this time. Robin, go. Uh, yeah, thank you, Kelly. Um, actually, I'm going to have Razira do it because um, I'll probably post this video on TikTok. But today I got in the mail a lovely little package from Bookworm Games from uh, two lovely people, Random Equinox and Raven with Bubbles, who gave Robin a... Uh, a lovely little uh, congratulations for for um, getting her job. Uh, Robin's away from the phone right now, so Razier is going to be doing this call. Um, but they Bookhorn Games is a uh, local to them Vancouver dice company out of like Abbotsford area that make amazing, stunning dice. Uh, they also make candy dice like these lovely D twenty lollipops that I have orange cream black cherry and green apple uh to try as well they make lovely different sets of dice like liquid core dice acrylic dice resin dice wood dice and like insane metal dice and gemstone wood dice? They have wood dice they have wood dice it's really they dice. they're surprisingly light like you would not expect yeah. they're, they're lighter than some of the resin ones i've used yeah, they're, they're, they make a ton of good dice, uh, really affordable prices. Uh, if you spent $100 Canadian, which is like 70 bucks American, you get free shipping as well. So you get sent to you for free. It's a super deal. And it makes like the exchange rate just makes these dice from like affordable to like cheap, but not they're not like cheap, cheap. They're like expensive, cheap. They're thrifty. You get them for a good they steal. Inexpensive. Yes, the, rather than cheap, right? Yes, they are inexpensive. As they Kendra take would it say, from being a, a good borrow. deal to a great deal. Hmm? As Kendra would say, they're a borrow or a find. Yeah, they're a borrow. Not you really a steal. want to borrow these dice exactly they're not a steal they're a borrow and eh, there we go. Um but as well, so you can go to bookroomgames.com to uh find out the all the lovely dice selection and candies that they have as well. They have like soaps and and candles to like bring your lovely home into the most dicey nerdy soaps? place as well soaps i, yeah, I kind of like soaps. that idea like right? a... they have it's called like short rest or something you know <laughs> it, it's it's quite cute as well they're doing these uh gonna be starting a kickstarter soon for these uh adventure in a box called quest chest i said it right which are this uh system agnostic so it means that you don't have to just play dungeons and dragons you can play coins you can play like powered by the apocalypse you could play your you know world of darkness as well and they are uh, starting up a new kickstarter soon uh, which you can get up to i think five 
quest chest. I have to think about it before I say it now uh, to do that. So it's a, oh, I forget the website link as it's quest chest. Oh, there we go. Dot info. Thank you. Dark tales. We're putting that in the chat there. So yeah, go to quest chest. Dot, dot info. I thought I said it wrong and then I said it right. Um, <laughs> Right. <laughs> sorry i'm reading our own private shows but yes thank you bookworm games for, for sponsoring this for us you uh make lovely dice and we're really looking forward to some of those tan sets that are coming out soon it's gonna be fantastic i actually boy, have, I uh, my I... other irish accented character to roll some of those dice thanks <laughs> and uh yeah as always thank you so much bookworm games uh i will i'm very excited we'll be talking tomorrow morning about uh, about future collaborations so thank you so much for supporting us and folks go enjoy with code dorktales 2023 you can save 10 percent. so go do that I forgot that thank you thank you there's no worries that's how you wrap it that's how you bring it in that's how you bring it all together that's how you bring, bring the plan it all together, together. <laughs> all right um so folks i think it's time for us to head into dragonlance shadow of the dragon queen here on dorktales now, last episode, you all rushed back to Calaman, finding the city completely devoid of its defenders. You made your way up to Castle Calaman, where you found that a pair of Salomnic knights were guarding the council chamber door. However, at the last moment, Hazel casted a spell that caused one of the strange illusions covering them to vanish, revealing a skeleton in ancient Salomnic armor. A fight ensued that took you into the bowels of the castle where you discovered that the council had been murdered. And not just by anyone, but by a Salomnic knight who was going by the name Karadok. Karadok turned out to be a ghost inhabiting the body of a young knight he fought you to a standstill before possessing Razira. And then the fight grew fierce. Through a series of maneuvers, you were able to overpower your friend and defeat the ghost. And in doing so, managed to save the young knight as well. As you sought to lick your wounds, however, Orontiros found a passageway at the back of the room that led deep into the bowels of Calaman, beseeched by a strange woman an elf that you had met at Ispin's funeral. You were told that you must descend into the bowels below, or else Kryn might face its doom. Rallying your forces, you progressed. And that is where we are going to be beginning game. Does anybody have any questions? Um, I don't know if I actually said it out loud at the beginning of last stream, so, and I forgot to check, so I am going to say it now, that I um, am scrapping one of my first level spell slots for mm. uh, another um, sorcery point. Sounds good. Alright. Uh, can I get marching order? So you have brought the young knight with you, Durston Rial. I will uh, try and be uh, up close to the front to as much okay. as possible. Okay, I bet Durston will be... I think Hazel will also go up there because she he knows not hurt as much as the others. Okay. <laughs> yeah, see, normally I think I don't know, Riz, Riz would prob probably be in the middle. Yeah, I was gonna say she's middle to front because she's also sneaky, but I don't think we're like she's sneaking ahead of anyone. So yeah, she'll kind of stay middle. All right. So with that, let's begin. You head down a set of stairs 
that wind down, down, down into the bowels of Kalimir. Soon, you find yourself at a set of stairs that descend into a stone chamber engulfed in violet flames. In the fire stand four dignified statues of Knights of Salamnia. At the east end of the room lies an antechamber for a stone double door. There, a fifth statue depicts a bison-headed warrior. And let's switch over to our maps. So the four statues are all identical, and then the fifth one is a bison? Bison head, yeah. Okay. Uh, anybody who wants to can make me a religion check. Oh, boy. Briz will try. Religion. Uh, that will be... 19. 19? I rolled a nat 1. I rolled a 2 on the new dice that Raven got. I'm we sorry, are the smarty pants. <laughs> it's a god of bisons. Obviously. 12. 12? Okay. So you are not exactly sure Five. who that is. 5? You're not exactly sure who it is either. Uh, but Godfrey, you are going to immediately recognize, of course... Uh, Kiri Joleth, the god of the Knights of Salamnia. Oh, okay. And Bison, you, I forgot about that. You will also okay. recognize um, the other four statues are historic leaders of the Knights of Salamnia. And Okay, and did you... Sorry, I, I'm a bit tired. Did you say there was anything weird in here? Or abnormal? Yes. or? Yes, the walls are lit with violet flames. Okay, but the statues are not? The statues are, they appear normal. Okay, I'm going to uh, quickly like pay some respects. Like go up to them and just kind of pay some respects. You said they're heroes and the god of uh, the Salamnic Knights. So yeah, just... As you step into the floor, illusory flames will dance across the floor uh -oh. and take the shape of figures. You see a knight of Salamnia saving a group of elf travelers from ogre raiders. The clash is fierce, but the knight is skilled and cuts them down. An elf woman falls into the knight's arms behind him, you see the silhouette of a human woman turn and fade away. Her shoulders slumped and spurned. All of you will see this. Godfrey, do you, do you, I'm assuming you might know something about this? Um, I know the, the figures, but I don't know what that was. Do you think it's a projection done for knowledge? History? Like, you know, like a tour guide kind of situation? What is this violet flame here? Hi. I, I'm not sure. I know. I don't think it's anything that uh, 
that the um, the the knights set up though they tend to um, not look fondly on um, strange magics. What is this light? Durston inspects some of the flames that burn smokelessly, ensconces along the walls, and then turns with a nervous look on his face. Lady Dwarf, you're a uh, an arcanist of some kind. What do you make I? of these? Have you seen flame like this? Have I seen flame like this? <laughs> oh God, make me a uh, make me an arcana check with disadvantage. Cool. Um, can I also, while I'm down here, um, look at any of this stone and do like a, a stone cunning where I can get advantage on a history or anything like that to determine the stone work that's down here? Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, absolutely. Both. Um, also, okay, so Godfrey, as you were looking at that scene, can you do me a favor and make me... Actually, anybody who... Uh, I think it was just Godfrey who remembered the the tale of Lord Soth. I rolled a nat twenty on that. Yeah. Did one. you? So both of you can <laughs> give me a history check with advantage. Okay. okay. With advantage, I'll take it. Yeah. Right. Nice. Uh, I'm proficient in history. Woohoo! Uh, so with advantage, that will be a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Uh, okay. That'll only be an eleven for Riz. Only eleven. So <laughs> with an with advantage. Yeah, I rolled a 10 and a 3. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So, Godfrey, as you're looking at that again, like, thinking, walking through it, you'll meet the eyes of Durston, and he'll say, you know who that was, don't you? And you'll immediately, like, as he asks you, the, the tone in his voice clicks you immediately over, and you'll go, oh, that was that was the Lord of Nightland Lord Soth oh, the one that wrote this letter yeah I remember alright and Hazel what'd you get on your roll hmm. so for the um, Arcana with disadvantage I rolled mm -hmm. a 6 and a nat 20 so that's an 11 okay <laughs> And for the history check, um, that is a 23. 23? Um, you will also put it together immediately and be like, yeah, I got this. Uh, which actually, with that, uh, what we're going to do is I want you to roll one more d20 and tell me what you get. Okay. That's an 18 on the die. You remember reading stories from the Cataclysm. Stories of how when the Mountain of Fire fell upon Kryn, it burned with violet flame. You didn't quite clue in, but the moment that Lord Soth, there's something about this that's very not good and you'll feel a little lurch right behind your belly button of just dread. Oh, this is not good. No, I think I think we should move quickly. 
We should move carefully. Yeah. Nobody wants to join these knights. I, I, I'm, I'm quite adept at, you know, finding traps. Uh, I could potentially maybe stay somewhat ahead and try and look and gauge all rooms. Just be respectful, no matter what you do. This is the last resting place. If we're under Calaman, this is the last resting place of the night, Sarlamir. He deserves our respect. So, leave everything. Kender, please. Maybe take what you need. I don't know. And he'll wander kind of aimlessly around the room. What do you want to do? also going to wander into the room, then, if the others have kind of wandered forward a bit. Mm -hmm. Just kind of look around at stuff. Um, yeah. I will just remind that my passive perception is 20 as well for Kalara. So hopefully little things will surprise me. Sounds good. 20? I guess that means minus 24. Oof. Am I yeah, doing that 20 wrong? as well. It's 10 uh, plus your perception your score plus your 5 for score. you. Because and you have observant. So it's it's 24. Yeah, Oof. you have a ridiculous passive perception. You are Legolas. Um, my passive perception oh, is I awful. See. However, I do want to cast um, See Invisibility, Ooh. just in case. <laughs> Fantastic. Ooh, All right. So, casting See Invisibility. And that's you... for an hour, and it's not concentration. So. Perfect. Okay. With that, you look around the room. There doesn't appear to be terribly much here. This is an entry place. This is a way for you to come and pay respects to those who well, to those who came before. However, Kalara, you and Orontiros, as you are looking around the room, are going to notice that there there are still little traces of blood and the stone here. Tracked down heavy footfall. I'm gonna just start following it. It looks like they progress beyond the double doors ahead. Well, I think we're going in the right direction. There's bloody... I think it's a good idea to let mm -hmm. Razira go first. They, they have a way of going unseen. Go out of your shot, though. No, no, I. Razira's never out of your shot for me. It's. He got big ears, that's why. I'm pretty All sure right. somebody once said her name and she just appeared and she had previously been across the courtyard. Yeah, I have that, I, I have that gift. You see me now, you don't. If you say her name three times. It said that she'll appear in the room before you. But uh, don't do it the into a mirror at night. 
That sounds very different, Ken- Kender. <laughs> Razira or the Kender Queen? Yes. <laughs> Razira the Kender Queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to say the full title. Uh, Razira will kind of put an ear out to the door. On the other side, you can hear. Make me a perception roll. Well, I beat my passive perception. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, it's a 22. You are going to hear just the sound of stone kind of falling and kind of the sound of crumbling on the other side. I, I hear crumbling on the other side. I guess potentially be Barice and uh, Razira will just try and try and as silently as possible open the door. I'm going to ready an arrow just in case. Razira, leaning forward, you're going to push the immense double doors open. They're well made and are not going to grind with... They're not going to grind much, but they still are huge stone doors. With your history roll from before, um, Hazel, you are going to definitely know that these these are quite old. Like these these catacombs were built back before the cataclysm, and they're definitely built by human hands. That's got the smattering of human taint all over them, Salamnik. Um, stonework is not nearly the type of quality that you would have. A dwarven stone door would open with no sound at all, unless you wanted it to. Hmm. Pushing through the open doors, Riz, um, the next chamber, you'll see this long chamber blazes with violet flame. The walls are lined with alcoves, within which lie bodies wrapped in yellowed cloth. A brazier rests at the end of the hall. To your right, a section of the wall has been smashed, creating a crude tunnel to the catacombs beyond. To the southeast of the room stands a closed stone door. And no, no, like, (coughs) movement from anywhere, like nothing quickly darting. Out of the corner of your eye, you'll see a little bit of stone collapse from the tunnel. The noise that you heard before. Uh, she'll turn back to the group and, uh, guys, I. Uh, it looks like someone's been burrowing to the next level of the catacombs as well. What? Try and step into the room. Yeah, just just see see that uh, little alcove there. What the? What could have done that? I don't know. Is there anything else around here? (laughs) 
Oh. Riz is going to go up to the brazier at some point. <laughs> As you walk between the two bodies in the center of the room, the violet flames are going to erupt. And once more, you will see them take the shape of people. The knight from the previous vision is cast out from a group of other knights. The scene fades into a wedding between the knight and the elf woman from the previous vision. And then it vanishes. Go free. Yes. Are knights not allowed to get married? Oh, they most definitely are. Okay. I was just wondering if that would be the reason why this why Lord Soth would not want to be a knight or get cast out was because he wanted to marry a woman. But that's not that answer then. No. Do, do I recall any... Can I make a history check to recall anything about sure. uh, his marital status? Because you... Yeah. Um, and just for clarity's sake... Um, Nothing about this is the ethereal plane, correct? Because I can also this see is that. the ethereal plane. Cool. Um, Just check. So, how does that work? Let me just check something real quick. Actually, one moment. So, see invisibility. What'd you get on your check, Chris? Oh, 17. 17? Uh, so, you will remember that the story was that Lord Soth was married. But then he fell in love with an elf maiden named Isolde. Shortly after, Soth's wife died, and he was remarried only days later. It's very strange. The timing was very convenient. Yeah. Very um, suspicious. Oh, bro. Bro! <laughs> I know I'm not knowing that, but... <laughs> I'm not sure uh, how accurate this is, but uh, mm -hmm. um, he, Lord Soth, was married, and shortly after, um, well, his his wife died, but shortly after, he married a a, a few days, I think, and looked towards uh, my other fellow knight. Uh, I think He's after bad. he he married uh, an elf woman. I think maybe what we saw earlier was him meeting her and. The, the lady that kind of turned away was maybe his wife. Oh. Blue-skinned woman? I don't think so. Who was that, anyway? The one who just came out of nowhere like that. Was she a... I thought she was an elf, but... Hmm. Hmm. She appeared and disappeared rather... Rather suddenly. I don't like Are we that at all. Down this tunnel? There's a door this down is, here. We had met her before okay. at Ispen's funeral. Do you know of a blue-skinned elf? I, Do I see I, which way the bloody footprints lead? Uh, can you make me an investigation check? Uh, can I also get Hazel? You and you alone, mm -hmm. make me a perception roll. 16. 16? You can see that this tunnel looks like it was created pretty recently. However, what you're going to see through this tunnel, the rocks are like pushed out of the way, but 
there's no real scrape marks. Like, you've grown up around farmers. You've grown up around people that had to take rocks out of out of fields and split them and to do things around, you know, just typical laboring. And usually, this type of thing, you don't go in here and just kind of like knock things over. You take a pick to it. You take something that breaks the rock up, makes it easier to move through. Looking at this, there's no scraping. It looks like someone just punched a hole in the rock or sledged their way through. That's um, mountain terrifying. Hey, Kelly. I'm gonna kind of touch the wall a little. So, Nat yes, 20. On your, on your perception? Uh, my perception for a total so, of 21. So taking <laughs> a step into the room, you look around at the the various bodies. Now, the knights that are here, they're they're still dressed in their ceremonial armor. They're wrapped in this yellowed cloth. They're 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 shrouds. But they've been left here to just slowly slowly desiccate over time. And Riz, can I get you to do me a favor and please make me a Kender Wisdom save. A Kender oh, no. Wisdom save. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. I know what you mean. Yeah. Not yeah. to poke a yeah. not to poke a body with a stick. Yeah. 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 Wisdom save. You say. Wisdom, wisdom save. save. What is my wisdom? Oh, it's plus four to my wisdom. So you know. You're pretty wise. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's gonna be an eighteen. 18? So you're going to be kind of like standing over the body on the northern wall and kind of like looking at it like, oh, weird. Like you can see the way that the way that his, his, mm -hmm. his eyes vanished under there. Like it's just holes. Oh, that's so weird. And as you are looking that way, Hazel, you're just going to kind of be casting your eyes around and you're going to be like magnetized to the Kender, just like whoosh. And you will see that as hey, as um, Riz leans over and like kind of looks at the wraith without touching it, you can see with sea invisibility into the ethereal plane that corpse has something residing within it on the other realm. As does the one immediately to the south of our good night friend Durston. Step back. What? Riz, come back. Get back. Mm. There's, there's something in there. Well, now I want to touch it even more. Why did you see that? What's in there? Something on the ethereal plane. Oh. As you that look one at too. It, as you look at it, Hazel, it's almost <laughs> like a second night lying inside of the first made of mist and wisps and bits of darkness can i make some sort of arcana check to see if i know like what this might be and if it's a religion check would to... do me better but you can make an arcana i mean check it well. is the same well actually it's not quite the same role but it's close to the same role so i'll do religion <laughs> That is a seven. A seven? You're like some type of spectral creature. Like coolly like, ghost. Like you can you can get that even with a bad roll. You're like, I don't it's like a 
it could be it could be a will-o'-wisp it's probably not um you know what will-o'-wisp mm -hmm. looks like it's like some type of gaga ghost yep it's a spooky boy um <laughs> spooky boy with spooky toys yeah So are we not supposed to go past it then, or what? I, I don't know if it's like what the others were. I might not have been close enough to to see the others before they showed us visions. So I'm not sure if it's that or if it's actually dangerous. But we should at least be don't, together. Don't disturb <laughs> the bodies, okay? Just please don't. That. Lady Kender, the knight will say. Mm-hmm. And Riz, are you gonna leave the turn around and leave the body? Yeah. Cool. Make me a deck save. I'm gonna spend a hurt them more to make sure your scabbard touches something. Oh boy. Here's your explanation. I tried. <laughs> That's going to be a dirty twenty. Okay. Uh, so you are you are gonna turn and go. Oh, as you watch your scabbard just go. Like basically wave in the corpse's face not touching it <laughs> it gets so close if the knight had not been dead for 300 years and still had a nose it would have back whacked him right in the nose but the fact that he doesn't have a nose anymore means it goes right over his face you, you good there uh, yeah I think so okay Oh. So which uh, way are we going? I think this hole, can we see to the other side? Mm -hmm. It's a clean tunnel that goes down about 25 feet. Let, why don't we go through here? I... Oh, um, question for the storyteller. Um, mm -hmm. That object at the very end of the hall? Yes. Is that kind of like a offering pyre? So it is a um, it's a brazier for you to to light in, in ceremony and to um, to use for religious purposes. Yes. Is it lit? It is lit with. Um, actually, this one is not lit. I know not of many human customs, but. If these visions are coming to us to aid us, is it of your custom to light the pyre in respect? We can light it on the way out, maybe. If, if we're going south, we should probably... Yeah, but do we not have enough. to climb over that body? Are we not supposed to touch bodies? I think that one's already over... been plenty touched. Um, Kalara, the one that you and Godfrey are standing in front of, the the entire tunnel like has been pushed through. The the section of stone slab that the corpse was lying on has been mashed down, including the corpse, which has been broken into so much kindling. Um, you can see that the only thing really holding it together is the knight's armor. But it there is a spot in the center of the old rusted plate mail that you got a 16 on your investigation roll. You're going to see like a size 14 boot print that is just punched through the, the center of the plate mail. Whoever came through here is not 
Very respectful and also very, very strong. Mm, big. All right. Who's going first? I'll cautiously. Oh, I saw step. Razira's hand. Well, I mean, they're in front of the tunnel, so if they don't let me through, they can go. But I would happily be first down the tunnel. I love a good tunnel. All right. Well, I'll trust the uh, Kender. Here, I'll uh. Yeah. I'll help you over. Uh, sorry, sir. Uh, what's what's left of? Excuse me. I'll say down at the corpse and just just step over the corpse to try and help uh, anyone get over it. Uppies, 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 uppies. Zero will say. Yes, your Majesty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to not step on the corpse, basically it'll it'll count as rough terrain. So you just have to take extra time. Um. So, Razira, you will be able to hop over. The tunnel itself is pretty easy to navigate. You'll be able to make your way south without much problem at all. Razira, heading down to the south, you can make your way through this tunnel. The tunnel itself takes about... You know, just about 30-40 seconds for you to, to slowly creep through. As you make it to the other side, you will find yourself in a huge, long, rectangular room. Mosaics of knights riding armored stallions cover the walls of this large chamber. The walls themselves are lined in violet flames. To the east lies a shattered stone door. Immediately to your left as you exit this tunnel that leads into the previous room. At the west end of the room stands a statue of a horse rearing up and two stone doors leading south. What do you do? Um, again, taking just a quick scan of this room, and then she's gonna also just poke her head through where the stone door was was crushed, and Perfect. she's gonna take a Riz. As you lean into that room, suddenly purple light is going to coalesce all around you, and you are going to see the night from before receive a vision from a beam of divine light. As his wife pleads with him, he dons his armor, mounts his steed, and rides off with a sense of purpose. Which wife? Uh, the the new one. Okay. Good question. Um, as you step into this room, you will find that violet flame is also engulfing this room, dancing across walls with faded mosaics of blacksmiths forging gleaming weapons. Bars seal off alcoves to the north and the south on the far side of this room. Um, and um, here you find weapons hanging on the walls. There is also a tunnel that has been burrowed immediately to the south of this room. Um, Riz, as you are in this room, you are going to immediately make me a percept... What's your passive? Your passive's 20? Never mind. Yeah. Um, you are going to see that inside... You have found yourself in a little treasure room. The night, The walls are lined with ancient weapons, bits of armor. It's the coolest, coolest stuff. 
Meanwhile, as you're looking around this room, what's everyone else doing? Are you just waiting for Riz to come back and give you a signal? I'm going to follow in. Okay. If there isn't immediate screaming, then yeah. <laughs> like, after a minute or two, it's just, oh, let's go in. Okay. I think you're all used to, the, like, especially, like, Hazel and or and Tiros are probably used to sending Riz ahead and then realizing that she gets distracted and just goes off places. So if you haven't heard immediate screaming, it's probably safe. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the, we'll give Riz a second. She probably won't tell us it's fine. So if we don't hear anything, it's probably for fine. Me. I can did, move me. Did we see the uh, the vision as well? Um, or just you this? caught the tail end of the violet flame. But as, okay. as the rest of you head into this room, Sir Durston will take a step forward and suddenly the long chamber with the horses as well will turn into a scene from the past as the knight encounters the attendants of the elf woman from the first division. They taunt him and point back the way he came. Enraged, the knight slays them and turns back home in a rage. Can I get anybody who is inside of this room to please make me a, let's say, a an intelligence check? Inside the large, long chamber. Inside the, the large, um, long room. Who wa who's cavalry watching the at the end? Yes. Six. Six? A intelligence? Solid... Oh, wait, I have a plus two. A solid 13. 13? <laughs> I guess my bardic versatility can give me plus one. Uh, it's n does it give you plus one? It's an ability just... check. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So it turns my minus one to a zero. What would you get? Ten. <laughs> Ten. All right, Kalara, did you roll? Uh, no. I figured I was still trying to come in through the, the tunnel. Okay. Sounds good. Um, Hazel. One of the elf attending maidens looks somewhat familiar to you, but you can't quite place her face. There's something about it. The violet light glowing off of her elven visage is going to twig something in you. You're not sure what. Hazel. I think I know out of character, but, I, uh, I but you, in I character, you. I look at it. I'm just... Huh. What's this? This is strange stuff. <laughs> it's all in Tiros, yes, obviously. Um, is anybody heading into the room that Riz is in? Yeah, where is she? <laughs> I think Riz is gonna make. Oh to yeah, make I'll head into with disadvantage. Try and follow like, Riz. Touch. But she's been in there at least a couple of rounds before I got mm -hmm. in. So, Riz, uh, most of the weapons mm -hmm. are going to be kind of um, rusted. The wood mm -hmm. has been kind of rotted away. But you mm -hmm. are going to find that there are three items in the room that are holding up strangely well. And I will say that though these are in a tomb, they're not laid with any of the... Um, they're not laid with any of the dead. So, just saying, these don't okay. necessarily belong to anybody. They're just laying uh -huh. around, and they and they've and they've they've lasted the the, the test of time. So they hmm, might some weird magic shits on them. So uh, Godfrey, what, what's, what's no, 
what's fine? What's 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 cooking? Would, would you be playing with a toy or would you be putting on something to wear? Me? Yeah. Um, a, a toy is a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Riz is gonna play with a toy. Okay, so Godfrey, as you around the corner, you are going to see that Razira is holding an ancient Salamnic night lights uh, night lightsword, <laughs> um, an ancient <laughs> Salamnic uh, longsword in her hand. That is just—it's so shined you'd think that it came out of a blacksmith's forge yesterday. Uh, Riz, where'd you get that? Because it's uh, obviously oh, it's- not from here. It's just on the uh, a couple things. There's some there's some of the shiny stuff on the on the racks. Is is there anything? Can do you guys have anything Kinder sized? This is kind of like long. Uh, 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 uh should we be? Actually, I'm pro- proficient with a longsword. Apparently, what? How can a Kinder be proficient with a longsword? I don't know. Um, I mean, it's, it depends on your definition of longsword. Uh, much like in The Hobbit, you could have a dagger that's a longsword. No, it just that turns you into true. an anime character. You just turn into, cl- into Cloud Strife. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. Sweet. That's the other option. Riz, Riz, so what? Yeah, so uh, were there? was that the only, only, only weapon that was... Gl- that's the only weapon there, but you will find two other things there. One is this beautiful, beautiful, sparkling, beyond gorgeous kind of like like it's made out of like molten platinum breastplate and the other thing that you will see is it's a cloak that looks like it's made of autumn leaves woven together with a little mantle and hood kind of looks like uh like this oh that looks cool godfrey's just gonna come in with Riz like wearing the cloak and the long sword and the breastplate, just the br- like the breastplate is not too heavy for you. She's you're just gonna find her all kitted out, just all of a sudden, just like wearing everything. Ha ha. Uh, I don't think that's uh, and just look around like on guard for something bad to happen. There, they were hanging up. They were not laid to rest with anyone, and they're good and good as new. They're just. Um, well, I guess I don't know how I feel about this. Uh. And behind you, there is going to be a sudden flare of purple light as you say that, and you are all going to hear a tremendous whinny as a pair of spectral stallions erupt from the end of the far west hall. They stomp onto the floor, their noses bellowing fire out of each nostril as they spectrally stare down the lot of you, uh, basically as soon as Kalara makes her way inside of the tomb. Can I get an initiative roll, please? (laughs) I think we're all waiting for that one. Okay, is that a seven or a one? That's a seven. You can't roll a nat one on initiative, right? I mean, you can. It just doesn't. You do can roll a else. one. It's just not a botch. <laughs> so seven plus twelve is, Excellent. is nineteen. Okay. Also, yes, Jen. In our private chat, I was like, "Quick, Riz, make friends." I was very tempted to go like carrot. <laughs> right. Okay. It's, so I can't technically wear a breastplate, but Riz is wearing it for flavor right now. So feel free to give me like disadvantage on shit, Kelly. 
Sounds good. Because I'm um, only proficient in light armor. One second. I'm just going to check That something. initiative list is like not what we've normally had. <laughs> well, That's I rolled a seven and I rolled a seven with a plus 12, you know, so I got a 19. Yeah. Because, <laughs> so like it, it, it's actually like a normal initiative. It's not the kinder goes first for once. <laughs> okay. So you have, uh, you'll have disadvantage with all of the things you normally have. Um, yeah. So you will have the normal armor penalties. Uh, time for me to roll my initiative. Oh. One sec. All right. You are going to be that one. Oh, balls. Uh, okay. So checking the initiative list and time to roll for our nightly friend. Okay. You got a 12. So you've got a 13 total. Um, okay. So checking our initiatives. We have top of the initiative. I have Kalara with a 21 followed by... Uh, Warhorse 1, followed by Razira, followed by Warhorse 2, followed by Hazel, followed by Durston, followed by Orantiros, followed by Godfrey. All right, uh, the horses are going to erupt out of the back wall and are going to let out a horrible, angry whinny as they charge you. All right, so uh, it is going to be uh, Zeriev's turn, the horse to the north, who is going to do a full bore charge across the room uh, directly up to directly up to Kalara, passing harmlessly through Durston. Uh, Kalara, it's going to rush you, make two whinnies, and is going to probably miss you, actually, with these rolls. Uh, does a 15 hit you? No. Okay. Uh, it is going to charge, throw its, throw itself back, and go and clamp. Uh, you have a shield, right? Yes. Okay, it's... That's why I have a 17. <laughs> it's skeletal hooves are going to slam down as it coalesces into kind of like a half-spirit, half-skeleton form uh, and is going to slam its hooves down uh, on the top of your shield. Uh, and it's your turn. Um... Okay. So I, used a, I used to hurt them more to preempt your turn and it did nothing, so that was useful. Um, I think it needs to make a con save. Okay. Um, it's going to hurt the more to re-roll that. Uh, that's going to be a, an 18. Damn. Okay, so that succeeds. All right. Uh, so that means nothing happens. But I can still cast Shield of Faith as a bonus action on, I think... Is right here. Let's hit it on Hazel. That's a okay. plus two AC. Ooh, All right, casting good. Shield of Faith on Hazel. Um, she will suddenly be protected by your divine radiance. All right, anything else you want to do on your turn? Duck back in the, the tunnel. <sighs> it's okay. a bit smaller than this horse, right? All right, that will give me an opportunity attack. Okay. She's going to look for cover, I think, so she's... She's, she's a little terrified by this. That's a hit. Nuts. Uh, that is a 25 to hit you. Okay, that hits. 
all right, it's going to uh, kind of pivot around, and as you duck in the hole, it's going to slam its front hooves down and hit you with a back foot, uh, which is going to deal a total of seven, 11 points of bludgeoning damage, knocking you into the hole, but free of its reach. Okay. All right. Uh, Razira, it's your turn. Cool. Um, <laughs> wearing her new lovely outfit, Razira's <laughs> just gonna <sighs> freaking clang out with her breastplate, being very awkward, being like, oh, I, I don't know if this quite fits, but oh, well, uh. and she's gonna take her long sword and grab a dagger from her hip and do a a two attacks on on this horsey. Nay, nay. Wow. Sounds good. Make me two attack rolls. Uh, cool. Um, I'm guessing whatever fancy cloak this is, is does, does it give me anything that would, you know, help? That would help you at the moment? Yeah. I don't uh, know what it does. That makes two of us. Uh, you are not attuned to so, it yet. Yeah, okay. It's attuned. Okay, cool. Um, so the dagger is definitely going to miss because I rolled that with this was a two plus seven is a nine. I'm guessing that doesn't hit, but the long sword was a nat 20. (laughs) Okay. So go ahead. Um, you are proficient. That is a plus one long sword. Yes. Magic items against spoopy ghosts. Normally you have to be attuned to it for that plus one, but uh, I'll spend Mm. something good happens. Oh, thank y'all. <laughs> um, okay, so... Oh! Oh! I just realized! What? I crit on a sneak attack! <laughs> yes, you did! Engage the Kendra Blender. <laughs> 6d6? Ah, plus 2d8. The 2d is not as exciting as a 6d6. <laughs> oh, actually, um, you can't sneak attack with a longsword. Because it's not a finesse weapon. They, can they sneak attack with it? They just use their strength for the attack. No, you can oh, only it's sneak attack. Versatile. Must use the range. Yeah, yeah oh, you have it's to use versatile. That's where I got. Does versatile mean you need two hands? No, you versatile use it one or two. One, one damage for one hand and a higher damage for two-handed. Oh, it oh is that the rogue trade-off? Not... You need yep. finesse mm. weapons. Yeah, yeah. Learned, so, but you still got a crit, so you can definitely whack it. Yeah, um, that's just not as exciting. I mean, it's two. It's going to be two d ten plus your uh, uh, plus your. Well, no, because I used my dagger and missed, so I'm doing it one handed. It's one d eight plus strength. Yeah, yeah. Two two d eight. Two d eight plus strength, which is still a crit. It's still a crit. Zero is a plus zero for strength. So, all right, Riz is not liking this at all. Seven points. Like, why did I pick this thing up? Disgusting. Throws it on did you add the plus ones for the for the sword? Uh, so plus one. So it'll be it'll be eight points. Eight. All right. We're just gonna you, like you stab it. It's it feels bad. You just leave it in the horse. <laughs> I mean, I know it's yeah. She's like, gonna just like drop it. it. <laughs> okay. Drop and so get her. you <laughs> slash into that. it, and uh, um. It is going to slash through and leave kind of a burning trail through the side of it. Yeah, and then because I was only 15 feet and I have Tarty, Riz is gonna uh kind of 
hop back behind the door. Okay. Uh, so hopping back behind the door using your um, your uh, swashbuckler traits, you'll be able to do that easily without provoking anything, uh, which it is now Steelwind's turn. Steelwind, the second horse, is going to charge forward, seeing Orantiros. It is going to hurl itself at him, throwing back its hair, or its mane, and like... Uh, and... Those are like the worst rolls I've rolled in a long time. I'm spending another drama bomb. Gee, that was... I, I rolled a three and a two, and the two turned into a three. <laughs> so the yeah. horse is going to rush you and go and kind of ineffectively kind of like wave its hooves in your face, Orantiros. This horse is my spirit animal. <clears throat> because I rolled a one on the initiative. This happening is him joining battle. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. All right. Everyone, uh, there are spectral horses in this room. Hazel, it's your turn. Um, looking down at the fine, like the incredible craftsmanship of the of the sword uh, that Riz just dropped, and the fact that was she just marrying Mithril? What? What is going on here? Um, what do you do? Hmm. Well, I am not proficient in long swords, so I leave the blade where it is, uh, <laughs> and instead take out what I am proficient in, which is my warhammer, and I would like to. Uh, so I need to be. Uh, hold on. The thing with the thing. Uh, I need to be within five feet of the um, horse that's near the tunnel. And then the horse below it is within five feet of it. So that should be fine. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast green flame, flame blade and hit the first horse with my warhammer. Okay. Um, which will then damage the second horse as well. But I'm also trying to kind of move... Uh, so that I'm blocking Kalara, um, Sounds good. from the horse, like trying to strike in after it, even though I don't think it can get in. Okay. So stepping in um, front of the hole, you're going to whip your Warhammer back, summon green flame and give me an attack roll. Yeah. That is, uh, and a reminder, everyone has determination right now. And I have inspiration from last game. Oh, that's nice. true. Uh, that is... Actually, I'm going to use my determination on this to make that an 18. An 18 is an absolute hit. Roll me your damage. Awesome. Cool. Uh, da -da -da -da. So Warhammer also has versatile, and I'm using it with two hands because... Uh, oh, no, I can't because I have to cast the spell. Never mind. I'm using it with one hand. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's somatic components to this one. There are. Look when at that. When something has the somatic tag, that means you need at least one free hand. I need at least one like... hand. You yeah. have to do your Naruto gang signs. Yeah, unless I'm using subtle spell, but I don't have the sorcery points to just wait. <laughs> or waste on it. Uh, and so... unless you have the Warcaster feat, because that allows you to do somatic without having your hands free. Yeah, that's yeah. right, Cal. That's... why I can use a shield and a staff. Yeah. What do you have? I have Warcaster. the Warcaster. This is a feat or a class oh, yeah. thing? Feet. It allows you to cast uh, spells as uh, opportunity attacks. Okay. And with weapons. Oh, okay. Hold, sorry, I, I need to do math, so I just need a moment. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's fine. That I'm just is... curious. Yeah, no, that's works. fine. Um, I just, I realized there was an extra part, part of this that I had forgotten about. Um, so that is... 
I rolled a... So that's nine bludgeoning damage. Okay. Um, which may or may not work, but... Uh, and then I did six fire damage to the target, and then I do uh, six plus my spellcasting ability, which is four. I do ten fire damage to the second. There we go. <laughs> okay, uh, so... Sorry. Uh, do you mind if I take narrative control for this one? Please do. Yeah. Okay, so stepping in front of the hole, Hazel's going to go and green flame, which is going to be like a sick counter to all the purple flame everywhere, um, is going to erupt around her Warhammer. She's going to go and smash it like she's playing croquet into the first horse, which is going to explode in a pile of bones as its green flame goes through it and ignites the other one. Um, burning some of its spectral energy away. Uh, that was a hell of a hit. Uh, that first horse yeah, is was. gone. Well, how much Ooh. damage was that? Uh, um, so the actual cantrip, it's like I do my my uh, weapon damage, right? Then I do 1d8 of fire damage to the thing I hit, and then I do 1d8 plus my spellcasting ability mod to the second one. So I did like 9 and then six and then ten and you might have <laughs> so done nine, more because of other the reasons one. right yeah 15 to the first one and then 10 to the second and po possibly vulnerable to fire or what have you <laughs> all That's right bad. and you get to do the melee attack yeah okay um with that uh sir durston is going to pivot around in front of hazel and throw his shield up and ready in action to strike if this thing comes any forward kind of whoa whoa now whoa now all right orantiros it is your turn oh geez guys i'm not as cool as what everyone else is doing here uh i'm just basically the elf class without any of my bardic abilities left uh so i'm gonna do what oh this thing's right up in my face you're not you're not gonna do the Orantiros maneuver of try to make a friend. You can cast lower level spells using a higher level yep. slot. You know, I did think about <laughs> casting uh speak with animals. Uh you can you could you could you could also make a roll, just using your animal handling, if you really want to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a ghost, but it's a guga ghost. It's a guga ghost. Uh, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Uh, in Elvish, e easy there, fella. Easy, there, there, fula. There you go. What happens on a cocked die? Reroll uh, or whatever. Reroll re, re, re it. Animal handling. That better be charisma. It is. Or no, it's wisdom. Oh, okay. Not bad. Wisdom. <laughs> Animals don't care about your charisma. You they have determination if you want to spend it. Fifteen to. We're at plus three proficiency. Yeah, that would take you to an eighteen. Fifteen to eighteen. I will. I'll use determination to bump that up. All right. So as you, as you use, as you use the ancient, come on, 
to it. Um, the knight is, or pardon me, the, the, um, the skeletal horse is going to look at you with one of its blazing eyes. Will stop, bow, and vanish, misting through you as it does. What manner of elven magic was that? That's a really cool trick. Anyone, can someone please help me take off this armor? I don't, it's too bulky and too weird, and I don't like it. All right. Uh, As that resolves, Orontiros, you're going to gain the favor of the heroic steed, a supernatural gift I have put in our private chat. That is awesome. Amazing. Oh, so using it uses one of the, the charges, and then... yeah, you have a you have a ghost a ghost horse Pokemon now. Two ghost horse po- Pokemons. Two uses, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Are you all right in there? The knight will call into into the tunnel. A little bruised. Kalar, do you? Do your divine gifts work on on yourself? I recall you being near death when we had faced the specter up above. No, I'm all right. Uh, it, and then Orintiros is finally going to get a, a glimpse, glimpse at uh, Razira. Just like awkwardly halfway through taking off the breastplate, because it takes like a minute to doff. <laughs> what? Does. I zero here. You were gone for thirty seconds. <laughs> kinder magic. Kind, kinder magic. You have your elven ways. I have my kinder ways. Oh, um, zero oh. out of the breastplate. Orontiros. As Godfrey is doing that, you're going to see that on the floor, for one, is lying a an immaculate, beautiful longsword. Uh, but next to it in a heap that looks like a pile of autumnal leaves is you'll recognize what it is it's a Kaganesti forest shroud and this is what Razir was yeah she was wearing it on top of the other armor (laughs) I think he's trying to take the breastplate I guess you'd probably have to take it off you'd have to take take the 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 cloak off off, then the breastplate hmm uh, yeah, I'll, I'll observe it and hold it up for everyone um, else and be it, like, yeah, go ahead. Uh, it is a I shroud go? that is normally worn by uh, Kaganesti scouts. I've spent some time with the Kaganesti and <laughs> who taught me how to do my makeup, if you can believe that. And they are the finest hunters and scouts that I have ever seen in my entire life. But why would this be down here? I don't know, but if uh, I think it'll look really good with my hair. Finders keepers, right? 
Yeah. We're just gonna indeed. like do. Let's start grabbing at it. Yeah, she's gonna start grabbing at it. Oh, yeah. And then now that she has the armor off, he'll don uh, the Queen of the Kinder with the oh. Kaganesti cloak. It it has Razira colors. <laughs> okay. The Queen needs her cloak, doesn't she? And Kelly looks disappointed in us all. <laughs> I I reread and I just it, I finally twigged in what happens if Rosira gets this. Oh, it's not good for me for the rest of the game. Um, do we know or do we need to identify it somehow? You'll you'll need to identify it or spend some time attuning to it. Too bad I don't have an identify spell. Just uh. Well, I mean, I'll look over at um, uh, the knight and uh, say. So these were just on the racks there. Is this, I don't know, look, is this uh Look, Squire, I don't know, okay? I'm visiting here. The Oath and the Measure doesn't really have, it has conflicting reports about things that are left in tombs. They weren't with anyone in particular, and it's not like these catacombs, the, the, it's not like they were being set aside. Check out this I don't think she disrespected anything everyone. when she got them, so... Orin Tiros is whipping the longsword around, because I guess it <laughs> fell to the ground after... Yeah, Razira just, like, discarded <laughs> Because she left it in the spectral steed? Yeah. So, <sighs> elves are proficient with longswords, and he's just going to be whipping it around, and he'll be like, Godfrey, check this blade out. It's perfectly balanced. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. Like, like all things should be. <laughs> you've you've spent some time in Qualinesti? Me? You you know the saying. Um the sayings get around, friend. Mm. So which uh, way do we go? This is a now? little hefty for me. Um Godfrey. Uh, if these weapons were meant to supply the warriors of Salamnia, perhaps this was meant for more than just rotting away in these tombs. But I'll let you be the judge, for it is not my people. And he'll hand the, the blade hilt first to Godfrey. Oh, um... Yeah, I guess, I guess that's, oh, okay, it's, I mean, it's just sitting down there and we could use all the help we can get right now. Well, if it's in a Salamnic tomb space catacomb, then maybe it's not offensive for a Salamnic to carry it? If anything, perhaps the, the, the smith or the, the previous owner would have wanted it to be passed down to a Salamnic knight. Here's hoping. Yeah, if you if you if you look at it, like it's obviously magical because it, it's not rusted like the other ones in there. No. So I think it's owner is going to look at all the rusty ones. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess Orintiros will check out to see if there's anything else of that uh, quality. 
So inside of this room um, itself, Hazel's going to look at the armor she did identify as mithril, by the way. Yeah. So it is it is an honest to god uh, mithril breastplate. Really high quality craftsmanship. Beyond this in the room, you'll see that beyond this like storage room with the rotten weapons, um, the 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 Kaganesti forest shroud, the longsword, and the mithril breastplate, you'll see there are two tombs. Um, and uh, can I get a perception or survival roll from Hazel as she steps into the room to look at stuff? That is, surprisingly, a 19 on either of them. <laughs> as you are looking around this room at all of the rotted weapons and, like, rusted steel, you are going to notice that the section of wall to the south of this has been completely plowed away, much like the tunnel to the north. However, with your stone cunning trait, you can tell two things. One, this tunnel was broken very recently. And two, it's narrow and dangerously unstable. To get through this, you would probably be risking a collapse. You might be able to do it. Um, Riz could probably do it. Maybe you. But anybody else? Might be a bit much. So just down this so tunnel? Ever, just so everyone's aware, this tunnel is very unstable. And Closed. will likely collapse. So not that tunnel. You, you could probably do it. I could possibly do it. Maybe Orenteros, but I doubt it. Um, it's very narrow. It's very recently done, though. I'm very narrow, but sideways. Yeah, if it was like a long, tight tunnel, you'd be good, but not like a short tunnel. You're quite yeah. tall. Well, I think, um, so through the doors, then? I think perhaps we should try and stick, stick together. together. Oh, yeah. at the end of the hall near the statue, there were there were two doors. I I for, I didn't have time to alert anyone. Like the horse in the horse room. Um, back so here. basically, to the west um, on the map, that is. So do we go to the west or the east? Well, whoever this tunnel was made very recently, so I would say. We want to, if we're not going in the tunnel, which I do not recommend, we should continue along down this way. We should go down the other way that Orantiro said to the west, because there's yeah. no doors down here. Kalara's gone oh. and walked down into the other area and said, there's By just herself. one back up to the other area. Oh, oh well, okay. The reason Orantiro's were kind of there, so she just kind Where? of went a little farther and just kind of peeked around the corner. I Boom. hadn't made it Minotaur. down that far. Does that make Kalara. sense? <laughs> Hey, Laura. Yes. Can you please do me a favor and make me an insight check? Okay. <laughs> Can you do me a favor and make a deck save? Yeah. <laughs> insight, you said. Mm hmm. 27. As you're turning and walking back toward your friends, you are going to pass a set of tombs to the north and the south of you along the middle point of the hallway. But as you do, you are going to hear what sounds like the clang of metal on metal. 
like a forge work. It's just distant and hollow, almost dreamlike. You'll hear it, and only you, echoing through the south tomb. It seems to kind of beckon you. I'm going to stand in front of it and look in, because that looks like it's a barred one. Uh, It is. So as you look through, um, it looks like... So it's just this cage, basically. This this barred grate that you can push aside if you want to enter. But the South Tomb is completely empty. No skeleton at all. Except a single token lying atop the slab there. It looks like a pendant, an amulet of some kind. Made of what looks like iron? Does anybody else hear that? And as you say that, the noise will fade out and you'll hear nothing else. But hear what? Yeah, what? It sounded like a forge. There's no skeleton in this one, just that pendant. Do you go in? I feel like she's very nervous and kind of fearful, so I don't know that Kalara necessarily would charge in. I will say, with a 27 insight, you don't have a bad feeling about this. Whoa, okay, well, 27. that kind of changes if she's nervous or not, so... Like, you'd be okay. careful, but, like, it's like there's no skeleton. Like, what's going on? And it doesn't feel bad. So sure. Okay. She'll go in. She'll push it and just see. She'll push and wait and see if anything happens. And then just slowly. Be careful. Heading inside. It's just a couple of feet. And you'll see that there is a small amulet made of iron lying on the tomb there. And... It's shaped like a smith's hammer. It looks like a smith's... smith's tool. Like a hammer. Anyone who has, uh, would like to can make me a religion check. Yes, please. I do not have it proficient, but... Haha! 21. 21? If um, I go as... look in after Calera, can I, can I look? Or do Absolutely. Well? Totally can. That is an eight. An eight? Oh, it's old iron, but it looks it looks dwarven? you you can't quite place it. Uh Kalara, that looks like a holy symbol of Riorks. I think the it's god a of holy craft. Symbol. The craft god. Should I not have maybe got an advantage on that then? <laughs> maybe it's an old You know god. what? It's no, roll, no, roll, roll. they still they still follow Reorks. They just that's that's true. Don't. They do inside of Thorbarden, particularly. So go ahead and yes. uh, give me an give me an advantage roll. Give me give me one more d twenty on that. Thank you. Thank. I appreciate you petitioning. The council, <laughs> that is a seventeen. On the that. council has heard your petition and has granted you knowledge of that holy symbol. I appreciate it. Thank you. But you I are knew out of character. What it was, which is why yeah. I was like, mm, maybe you may sit on the council of Reorks, but you are not recognized as a master. So yes, in fact, it is a holy symbol of Reorks. Reorks. 
Clara, you also got that, right? Like, mm -hmm. you recognized it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dwarven god. Does it look like there's anything in the, uh, the northern chamber there? There is. There is a, um, in the northern one, glancing in, you will see that there is... There we go. Um, a skeleton, not clad in armor. Well, maybe like old rotted leather pauldrons and bits of ancient fur clutching this gorgeous axe in his hands. It's like, it's a full, like it's, um, it's a single bladed axe with a huge spike on the back of it. A number of red gems engraved along this ancient wood haft and runes carved into this weighty blade. Does the wood look unaffected by age? It looks perfect. It looks flawless. Uh, Hazel. <clears throat> what? The weapon smash thing of shiny. Do you want to take the pendant, Hazel? Are you having a stroke? Like... <laughs> Wait, what? No, I just... Like, look at this. Uh, take a, Come over here. Kalara's oh, going to touch okay. the pendant just to look at it and better. And I'm going to go over to Arantiros. <laughs> it's surprisingly warm to the touch. Hazel, it's actually warm. Hazel just so <laughs> torn. Like, so, what? Hazel, you are going to see that there is like an incredibly grand looking axe lying in the northern chamber. It looks very much like this. Hmm. <laughs> and as you look at it, you'll hear. <laughs> I think that one is attracting my attention a little bit. I hear what Kalara is saying, and I'm, I'm, and just, I'm gonna reach out and yeah. touch the axe. Okay. Uh -huh. So, all right, uh, reach pushing in. You'll be able to reach out and touch the axe, and it feels hot beneath your hand like justice like righteousness like being on the right side of an argument uh you are now attuned to that axe excellent and uh are you are proficient with battle axes correct I am indeed. <laughs> it Sounds... is the first thing on my proficiencies list. I was like, how could or how could she not be? <laughs> this looks like a dwarven uh, weapon. Scary how fast you attuned to it. Kind of worried about cursed, but hey. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What is this curse word you mean? <laughs> also, how one. long is this taking in game wise? Like two minutes. Okay. Um, I'm going to send you a PM, Jen. Okay. Cool. So you have this Hi. badass war axe now. Excellent. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Badass war axe. And you've got the breastplate, right? I I grabbed the breastplate to make sure that oh. we brought it with us. I cannot use it, but I do have it. You know who can? Godfrey and Kalara. The humans. Mm-hmm. The humans. What? Humans. Oh. The Kalara. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's holding the like the amulet. Yeah. Just having I mean, picked it up again, to look at it. I am proficient with medium armor, so I could technically use it. It's just a bad idea because I'm also a mage. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna for, uh, for, how does that it affect? Doesn't... Not in the system. Sorry, what? Hmm? How does the wearing you are proficient in medium, but how does that affect? Um, if you're proficient casting? in it, you can wear it fine. It doesn't affect your spell casting in this edition. No, but I have mage armor, which I get which... once for free. And can yeah. use instead. <laughs> oh. And can use on two people, so it's it's okay. a better deal for me. Oh, and it doesn't stack, or you need to be unarmored? Is that how that works? You can't yes. use mage armor on top of armor. Like, so, I can't be wearing armor to use it. While you're doing or this, uh, Riz, you're going to adjust the forest shroud on you, and I'm going to spend mm-hmm. the Hurt the More to have it attuned to you automatically. Uh, I have sent you the details in Why our private chat. More? Please read them in cackle. Why the hurt the more are you spending? <laughs> oh, sorry. Something good happens. Something good happens for that. Okay, thank you. So <laughs> perhaps uh, maybe... Hurt the more by a two. Maybe Lara. <laughs> maybe you could wear the, the breastplate to keep you safe Will. I mean, people okay, are out to get you. Uh, I'm pretty well protected in this. And I've got the shield. All right. Um, help? Gladly. (laughs) Happily and excitedly take, (laughs) what, ten minutes to put it on? Uh, A breastplate? Five. It's five. But But he's taking his time. He wants to make sure it's done correct. Well, they're taking the time. Well, no, you you spent something good happens to have Riz attuned. I was like, if they're taking the time to put on armor, then Riz is gonna... All right, so that's a breastplate stats. It is a breastplate, except you do not have... Di- so it's 14 plus your dex mod, but yes. you do not have disadvantage on stealth while wearing this. Yeah, that's normal for a breastplate. Oh. That's in the PHB. Is it normal for a... Half plate has disadvantage as well as scale mail. Breastplate doesn't. Oh. Huh. Oh, am I okay. thinking of half plate? Maybe. Half plate has yeah. disadvantage. It's also only 10 pounds. Oh. So it's Sweet, very so it's light. half the weight. Half the weight, basically. Oh, man. I'm in it's, trouble. So it's a slimming. <laughs> it's a slimming it I can't remember off the top of my head. So what, what is your AC nothing. with the, without the mage armor, but with the, the half plate now? One higher. <laughs> okay, so now Jen can cast mage armor on Riz next day, and Riz can get one higher AC on herself. Everybody wins. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Perfect. Are we done pillowing pillaging um, tombs? I'd really like to stop. Did lollygagging if we're going to be down here. That's that's fair. Yeah. New axe over my shoulder. It is like perfectly sized to you. Oh yeah, it's good. Um this and it has versatile. Tomb. Does that does it count as pillaging if it wasn't in a tomb? 
No, you're probably right. It doesn't. But that one was being held by a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little worried. We were told not to touch things on the bodies, and you went and touched things on a body there, Hazel. Well, I mean, Hazel's the one who did warn you, so maybe she can see the difference? Yeah. Kalara looked yeah, really this... questioning at that. She's like, I'm I... not sure, but maybe? I think that it's a matter of respect, is it not? She respectfully... I was very respectful. The axe... chose me. These are the ways of the sorcerer, Godfrey. That's all beyond me. That's okay. Uh, I'm here to teach. Oh, That's... the doors! I said I need to sh to show you, right? And Orantiros will head down the. I will follow. Yeah. All yeah, right. Me too. Heading down to the far side of the room you will see that there are a pair of double doors that lead to the south. They appear to be simple tomb doors. Riz is gonna... Oh. Oh, go uh, through one of the doors. The I'm big be thing right with Mithril is that it's hideable. So you can mm. hide it under normal clothing. So it's like, it's very much like Frodo. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, yeah, it's slimming. Yeah. You, you can <laughs> you can wear it under anything. And they actually need to make a DC like 14 or 15, 15 inch check investigation to actually see oh, that nice. armor. That's great. Oh, all right. According to D&D &D wiki. As you step into this room, the chamber blazes with violet flames. In the middle of the room, Steps lead up to a sleek marble monument etched with hundreds of lines of texts. Doors lead to the north where you just came from and to the east. As you enter the room, you see the flames coalesce again. The knight returns to his home and you watch as in rage, he slays his wife as the world around him crumbles and burns. The knight's body burns as well, but he doesn't fall. His armor fuses with his flesh, with his bone. His eyes blaze with flames, and he becomes a terrifying, deathless creature. So who is this guy? Asshole, apparently. This is Lord Soth. A cursed knight. The Soth, as in. Yes. Do you know yeah. the Like the one on the card. Riz is going to hold up the, the scratched off card with the scratched off name of Soth. Wait, what? <laughs> Orantiros is going to look at that. Um, uh, was it a scroll? It, no, it was a card deck that she got from the, the store in the market that just had a bunch of different knights on it. And so, like, oh. trading cards almost. And his name was scratched off? It was it was crossed off, like, and it could only read, like, Sot. The H was crossed off, kind of. 
Godfrey. Is... <laughs> as you walk by the marble slab, you can see that there are a number of names scrawled on it, but one is going to catch your eye. Knight Vogler. Oh. The one who founded the village. The one who it was named after. Hey, Kalara. Yeah? Knight Vogler. Oh. Is that where the village came from? Huh. It was named after him. Well, I didn't know that. Is this his tomb? Uh, one of, you said there were a bunch of names, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, there's one right beneath it, uh, Knight Jandon. Knight Jandon. Uh, let's just start rattling off a bunch of the other names. Mm-hmm. There, there are an incredible amount of names here. So many that it's not even realistic to, to just give you all of them, but, um, I'll say there's there's Knight Drake, and there's Knight uh, Equinox, uh, there's Knight Zelta, there's Knight uh, Ravine, there's Knight uh, Solomon. Sol- it's, it's, I don't know, it's kind of a little dusty. It's kind of hard to say how to pronounce that one, but many, many knights there. Knight, knight Brando. Knight Dio. Felix. Mm-hmm. I can't quite read this one. Something T. It's a lot of, a lot of good people here. At the other door. Razira, you find yourself mm-hmm. standing in front of a stone door. There's nothing in this room of interest at all. Do you push through? Yeah. Okay. Pushing through to the next room, you can enter it easily. Find yourself in a room with a statue of a saluting knight of Salamnia standing in the center of the room, along with two tall marble slabs etched with text. All three crackle with violent flame, violet flames. And as you enter, you see the spirit of a knight of Salamnia kneeling before one of the slabs. There are doors that you just came from and a pair of double doors to the east. As you enter, the knight will lift their head, stand, turn, and look at you. She has an impassive, peaceful look on her face. Hail, I am Knight Jandon of the Order of the Sword. And I think this is a great time for us to take a quick break. So, folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Oh, baby. I see you want what I want. You want more Dork Tales content. Well, why don't you get yourself over to patreon.com slash dorktales right now. Get exclusive behind-the-scenes access and more. Patreon.com slash dorktales. See you there, baby. Hello, and welcome back to Dragonlance, Shadow of the Dragon Queen here on Dork Tales. You find yourselves inside of this crypt. The Shrine of the Honored lays before you. And here, 
you see this knight rise up before you. She turns and looks at you and introduces herself as Knight Jandan of the Order of the Sword. Her accent is slightly antiquated. Forsooth, I welcome you. Uh, sorry to interrupt you in your time of rest. Do you know what is going on? Do you know what's ma making all those tunnels around here? A dark night has come. And he has come for Lord Sarlamir. For entombed in the next room is my lord. Knight Zanas Salamir, Salamir. He was once a respected knight of the Order of the Crown. Have you heard his story? I heard his story. Uh, you can make me a history roll, please. Uh, 19. 19? Yeah, you not. I have not heard the story. I was going to say, is that something that uh, Ispin would have said potentially on travels? You know what? I'm going to roll that. Uh, yeah, actually, you've heard, you've, you've heard bits of it. He told you the juicy parts of it. Mm. So which... if it's in the next room, they've already tunneled to it. Is he under threat right now? He is long dead. But whatever this dark night... I am not sure. I... Might I share my story with you? before you venture forth. I love a good story. Please. You've probably been waiting a long time to... I must unburden out. myself before I move on. Sarlamir, like the Dread One, received a missive from Paladine. Some years before the Cataclysm, Paladine told Sarlamir that the King Priest of Ishtar had created a magical wonder to the east, a flying city. And in so doing, he had enraged the metallic dragons that had so long remained hidden on Kryn. Paladine tasked Sarlamir with going to this flying city, assuaging the dragon's fury and convincing the King Priest to return the city to land. Salamir agreed. The knight knew this task was daunting and decided to hedge his bets. He brought a weapon with him, his family's greatest treasure, a dragon lance. He and his fellow knights reached the king priest's flying city and stood before a flight of righteously fury furious metallic dragons. When the king priest refused to land the flying city, the dragons refused to leave. As the conflict escalated, Sarlamir used his dragon lance to slay the dragon's leader, the gold dragon Karaverix. As soon as his blood touched the dragon lance, it rusted away. In his very hand, the dragons attacked and slayed him, crashing the flying city. A few of us escaped. We brought his body and the, and the lance 
back here where we entombed it. This is the exact opposite of every version of the story you have ever heard. Uh, those of you who have heard it and might be somewhat a little taken aback. Now I thank you for hearing my tale. When I returned Sarlamir's body to Calaman, I... I lied. I reported that he died defending people from rampaging evil dragons. He was entombed a hero. I regret this. His disobedience and deeds could only add to the scale of judgment. The god's dissatisfaction lay not only on the king-priest of Ishtar, but also on the acts of those like my lord. Because I lied, I encouraged the evils that my lord did. His disgrace passed to every, every innocent listener who exalted his tale. I ask you to do a favor for me. Take the weapon entombed with Sarlamir. Perhaps in your hands it can find the redemption that my lord could not. I know not what is happening now. But this, and she gestures around to the purple flames that are erupting around the room. These flames used, used to only dwell inside of Sarlamir's tomb. But now, they run rampant. I wish you luck. And may the gods forgive me for my trespass. And she will vanish into wisps of smoke. Riz is just gonna be like, huh. Interesting. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Very interesting. Wow. Do you? That's. That's different. You never really know what to believe, do you? Well, I've never seen a dragon lance before. Have any of you? No. 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 I'm kind of excited about it. Do you think they're as big as a can? Do you think it's definitely bigger than me? But how many times bigger than me? I think there's going to be at least two or three me's. At least. Shall we? I let's. Pushing into the next room, you will step inside. Violet flames outline the tomb set into the walls of this spacious crypt. A heavy stone brazier sits empty near the room's center. A sarcophagus to the north lies in pieces at the mouth of a crumbling tunnel. A wall to the southeast is similarly broken. At the edge of the tomb, a flaming dais holds a sarcophagus sculpted with the image of a knight. A life-sized sculpture of a dead dragon impaled with a spear curls around the sarcophagus. Something within Ooh. the sarcophagus moves, slamming against the lid <clears throat> as the unnatural flames on the dais blaze with wild intensity. 
The violet flames waver, forming ominous images once more. The terrifying knight from the last vision steps through the wall to the north. He approaches the brazier at the room's center, above which roils a flaming orb. He reaches out, and as he does, the knight holds up a scepter, sculpted with screaming faces. Once touched to the ball of flame, the scepter ignites and the orb vanishes. The knight admires the flaming scepter, then points to the ornate tomb and statue at the end of the room. Both burst into flames that spread throughout the crypt, burning violently into the darkness. The death knight moves to the south and then vanishes. And you can hear at the tomb to the east. That doesn't sound good. Hazel, can you see? Uh, you said there were things in the other things. Can you see if there's anything in there? I can look. And my scene vi- invisibility is still up, so... Will not allow you to see through the tomb itself. There is nothing that you can see inside of it. Cool. there anything in the... I'm going to keep my eye on the tomb, but just, like, move up to the vizier and glance into it. Into the brazier? There is, n- yep. there is nothing, just the lingering purple flame. But it looks like whatever was there before is long gone. Hazel, do you say you walk up to the tomb? Yeah, I'll walk up and... Okay. Uh, walking Be careful. Up, you, could, uh, you could open the lid if you wanted. Do I open it? Uh, where, where's the, what the, is the lance? Tomb? Is the lance in the dragon or no? It is. looks like it was buried with him in the tomb. Oh no, we have to open okay. it to get the lance. So this was bad man that people... His story was. Yep. That the lie was told about, I think, is trying to get out. Uh. Oh, this purple flame is showing us what has transpired as if. As if we were watching it happen. As you stand in front of it, Hazel. You can see that written along the tomb are the words Xanus Sarlamir, Knight of the Crown, almost in a halo above his head. You see the words, rest in peace, good night. There's not peace anymore. And then a fist smashes through the crypt. I need initiative. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. I was wondering when Kelly was bards like guys are taking too long to open the crypt. Oh yeah. I kinda think kind of as Clara was like, do we need this dragon lance? Like she said it rusted. So it obviously didn't work. Will that actually do anything now? Like does a that mean knight it's not in Salomnic armor wreathed in purple flame, oh, wielding a flaming blade, rises out of the tomb. And uh, let's get initiative rolls here. That is going to be... I rolled a nat 20 on my initiative check. That's Holy great. Crap. You get to go twice. I go before... twice before. <laughs> in in Shadowrun? In older editions of Shadowrun? Yes. Uh, but this really? ain't Shadowrun, baby. Uh, all right. So looking at the initiative, then I've got Orontiros, 
Then I've got Godfrey for a change. Then I have Sarlamir. Then I have Hazel. Then I have Kilara, Razira, you're up. This knight smashes through the tomb, stands, and draws an old blade that ignites with unholy flame, purple, burning with the flames of the cataclysm. What do you do? Um, how, how big is this, uh, dragon statue? Uh, this dragon statue is quite big. It is the size of, say, an adult dragon. Okay. So picture like, it's about the size of a school bus wrapped around. Cool. Um, I think Riz is going to, uh, (laughs) use her, her clock right away. Just let's do it. Uh, I think she's going to just like teleport onto the dragon's like forearm shoulder and just take a flying leap at this death knight with her rapier out. Do it. Let's do it. Bring it to me. Uh, sounds good. So at advantage, come on. Come on. Come on! Alright, so in a swirl of autumnal leaves, uh, Riz will vanish and reappear. I'm going to spend my Fucking inspiration. Do okay, I, I just roll one more die with inspiration, right? You roll one more die, yeah. Yeah. I rolled an 11 and an 8. I'm trying for that nat 20, baby. I want to crit. I want to crit so bad. <laughs> Don't you That's already get advantage on the next attack after you teleport? Sure, yes, it. I did. I rolled an advantage. I rolled an 11 and an 8. And I want to spend my because I want to try and crit. That was a 19. Plus 7 is 26 to hit. Nice. All right, that's 27 is going to hit. The 19 yep. will hit. Cool. All right, so that's my regular 3d6 plus a d8. Do, 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 do. Oh, that's a lot of... Okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, 10, 18, 20. 24 points of piercing damage. Ooh, fancy feast. All right, 24 24 points. That's going to... Okay. And then... Okay. Rogues are going to rogue. She's going to run along the dragon's body another 15 feet to try and get away from him. Okay. She's her full 30 feet of movement, so she'll try and, like, run the long way around to stay like 15 feet away from him, but she's will spend whatever movement she has to kind of run, run down the dragon's body and just prepare for the next round. Bring out her other rapier. The knight... All right, Skelly. Looks, the knight looks around at you in confusion as your blade pierces the front of him, and then you dance away in a fluttering of leaves. Orintiros, it's your turn. All right, so... She managed to teleport behind him. Mm-hmm. Say nothing personnel, kid. And then get away again? That's correct. Wow. Damn. And here I am with, you know, like a bow. Uh, if you, if I use a cantrip as my action, I can't use um, uh, a spell that can be cast as a bonus action, because that breaks the 
you know, you can do, if you have a cantrip, you can do a leveled spell as well, so long as they don't take the same type of action. Because so I was wondering if I could do a cantrip and then put the hunter's mark. Yeah. Um, yeah, so long as they're not, so long as they're not both actions. If one of, if the leveled spell is a bonus action, you can. Um, as uh, the fist comes out and everyone's, should we open it? Oh, what should we do? He's just going to turn around and be like, oh, by the gods, you are ugly. Uh, and use vicious mockery. Okay. What's my save? <laughs> Uh, and its save is... Don't worry about it, that's a 23. <laughs> I see. Unless... Well, in that case... Oh, pardon me, it's only 21. Uh, you could you could silvery barbs me. I could silvery... Right, because that's a reaction. Mm-hmm. If you have a leveled <laughs> spell to blow on it. I'm gonna... Save... Okay that for when it matters a little more. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do it. So you're going to, he's going to turn and look at you. I have been dead for some time. He says in a hollow voice. Oh. <laughs> oh. And uh bonus, it can move as well, right? Do I have a clear shot by any chance or do I have to maneuver you would have to maneuver a bit to get a clear shot so you'd have to move about 10 feet to the east to get a clear shot if you're trying to shoot around your friends what about um like through here if you rush to the south you'll also get a clear shot between hazel and uh uh hazel and riz hazel and riz are also both short i don't know if that helps (laughs) yeah it'll help a little bit but you're on a raised platform so it evens out Mm, fair right i forgot that and since that was my action uh all i can do is ready my bow and wait here for now uh oh but the bonus action uh yeah so you can do hunter's mark if you want gonna do bardic inspiration okay (laughs) um to hazel f him up uh, he's gonna say it in Elven though. Asphira Snuda. <laughs> uh, what what die is that again? It's a D. It's a D8. Yeah, you're D8 going on a D8 four. with Orontiros. All right, Orontiros, is that Not the end of your turn? Engaged. <laughs> and that's my turn. All right, then it is Godfrey. Godfrey, you're up. Okay. Uh, gonna kind of move around Hazel a little bit. I'm assuming that's in the way mm-hmm. the rest of his sarcophagus and uh, I'm going to uh, it's like you feel so bad wrong like fighting somebody in this armor but I'm going to attack him with that new fancy sword I got alright go ahead make me an attack roll that's an 11 alright surging forward that's he's going 12. to parry your blow out of the way I'm just not and used again, to the nice balance on this sword. You are not. Okay. Uh, parrying and, uh, it twice. Okay. What else do you do? And then... Um, oh, I should have used my precise strike. Damn it. Sure. Uh, Razira has a ranged weapon, right? Razira has a, a ranged weapon, although she has she has a dagger in one of her hands, yes. Or no, you have two rapiers, oh, okay. don't you? 
I have two rapiers right now. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, um, the sneaky go again. I yeah, I forgot about that. Assume a defensive posture. Sounds good. Assuming a defensive posture, uh, he will turn and look and will track his gaze as he parries you with two adroit blocks. Uh, he will say, Lord Soth calls me through the haunted flames. I'm sorry about this. And uh, Godfrey, uh, that is going to be, uh, he's going to lash out at you and is going to be parried pretty readily by you. Uh, with his first attack, uh, then he is going to Thank attack you. us. Yeah, basically, right? Um, unfortunately, he gets more attacks than that. Uh, does an 18 hit you? No. Okay, spending a hurt them more. Okay, does a 23 and a 22 yeah. hit you? I suppose. Okay. He's going to lash out, and his blade is going to strike you twice. Uh, the first time is going to deal six, nine, 14 points of necrotic damage. Okay. And the second one is going to be 17 points of necrotic damage. I'm down. Okay. Uh, you cannot regain hit points until the start of my next turn. Okay. So, Godfrey, you will rush forward, be parried twice. He will turn, slash at you, you will dodge out of the way, and then he will step forward and plunge his blade into your stomach twice, like a scorpion sting. And Godfrey collapses to the ground, necrotic energy pouring out of the wound. All right. Uh, Knight Salamir is going to raise his blade take a look around and say to you, I'm sorry. He has asked that I slay all that oppose him. I must obey. And is going to take an advancing step at Hazel. Hazel, it's your turn. Good, 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 good. Um, just checking a thing. Uh, that's fine. Let's not do that. Um, yeah, I'm going to face off with this thing and uh, swing with my new fancy shiny axe. It's so shiny. It's so shiny. I love it. Yes, it's you the do. best. It's the best. Right? Um, so yeah, I'm going to hit it. That is a bunch <laughs> that's a 17 to hit a 17 to hit uh, one yeah. moment please uh, you do have a determination I'm just going to let everybody know everyone has one right now oh right uh, I will use it and are you adding the bonus from that. the from the axe yep okay cool alright Hazel that's a hit cool um, doo -doo -doo. I am using both hands with this so, that die. There we go. Uh, da, 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 da. Just double checking that I haven't missed anything. No, okay. Uh, 
That is nine damage with the axe. Nine damage? Perfect. With its bonus as well. Perfect. Okay. All right, lashing forward, the axe is going to cleave through part of his exposed midsection. Necrotic energy is going to roll out like a dank mist. And Kalara, on the other side of the room, you see Godfrey go down. What do you do? Um, She's going to shriek. Okay. And she can't reach him in time mm-hmm. this round. But she's going to move up and cast Guy... Um, guiding Bolt Okay. at a third level. Okay. That's my favorite level for Guiding Bolt. Unless at least you can ca- I want to see someone cast it at ninth level. And I went and pulled out my favorite die for this from North Foundry. Okay. Swiftly to see. I want a good roll. Okay. I believe in you. And that is going to be a dirty 20. Dirty 20 will hit. Roll me your damage. There's a lot of d6s. Is that like five d6s? Oh, that's a lot of fives. Nice. Okay. Um... Don't think I add anything else to this one. 30 points of radiant damage, and the next attack has advantage. A divine burst of energy is going to streak through the purple of the room, slamming into the side of Knight Sarlamir. Sarlamir is going to groan, step back, and raise his blade. Um, and Durston is going to come around the side. Kalara, do you have anything else you're doing with your action? Uh, that is... No, because that's an action spell. Uh, so I, as far as I'm aware, there's no such thing as the bonus action cantrip, so that nope. is it. All right, uh, that is going to be, oh no, um, I'm spending, so Durston is going to rush alongside Hazel to confront Knight Sarlamir, and I'm going to spend a drama, oh my god, really? Uh, I'm going to spend a drama bomb to preempt, and as uh, he rushes forward, he will say, For Salomnia! And we'll take a swing at him using your advantage. For that, let's see if he hits. That's a nat 20! Holy crap on a crack! Yeah, this trickle a... glowing light on him yeah. just okay, totally let me was just... his undoing. Teamwork makes the dream work. Okay, so... Godfrey mutters that while oh, dying. Right. Just <laughs> Advantage from the guiding bolt. Okay, so... That's a great sword <laughs> attack. So that's 46. That's a real good hit. Uh, that is 10, 15... 18 points of slashing damage as he rushes up, brings his great sword to bear, and smashes it down into Sarlamir's shoulder, hitting him solidly in the chest and cleaving down into the old armor. As he holds his blade, there he is, ready for the next one, and is going to raise his blade again. I'm spending my drama bomb. Sarlamir has made an attack. Uh, Sarlamir... 
the next thing you know, there is just this flicker of purple, and Sarlamir's blade, which was at his side from where he had stabbed Godfrey, is suddenly vertical. And Knight Durston is going to look up at it, and as he does, the flesh of his throat is going to peel open and his head is going to topple to the stones from where the knight severed it. You can pop it back on with some revivify, I'm sure. Just just some duct tape. It's it's it'll it'll be good. Great. You just squish them together and spare the dying it. <laughs> Alright. Oh, Durston mending. falls Orangeous. to the He's ground. Mending. Dead. Blink blink twice if you can if you can if you're still there. I love drama bombs and hurt them more. Uh alright, top of the initiative. We have Razira. Razira. Your night friend has been murdered. What do you do? Uh -huh. Your other night friend has been murdered. Both of your night friends are down. Both of my night friends are down. Um, now, could I make some sort of int check um, for taking when uh, s s s s s Sarlamir um, I want to say Salamander. It's not Salamander, Robin. Um, <laughs> That's when he said that he's controlled by flames from Lord Soth mm -hmm. to make an in check if we try and knock over the flames in the thing. In the vision that you saw, it seemed like the flames animated his body that Lord Soth pulled out of the brazier using that scepter of his. So you, the brazier... I would say that if you paid attention to the vision as Riz, I don't think Riz would make mm. that judgment call. I think yeah, Riz would go, there was like a ball, he absorbed its power, and then he got kind of like magic blessing abilities with it. Okay, cool. That's what I was checking to see if Riz would know that, because Rob, Robin's going... Lenoran <laughs> Tiros would definitely not have noticed that. He'd be like, ah, ancient magic. <laughs> All right, um, so then Riz is going to... Go around um, the night and right beside Godfrey and be like, kind of, I know it, it doesn't work space-wise for D&D, &D, but in her head, mm -hmm. Riz takes out her rapiers and she steps between Godfrey and, and the knight and goes, Get your lousy, stinking bones away from all of my friends, you fucking skull. All right. And she's going to make two attacks. Make me two attacks, please. Come on, come on. I want to crit so bad. That's 15 and a 17. We're getting there. Um, right. 22 and 24. Those are hits. Roll me damage. Heal. And let me go grab my other D8. Uh, and I need you to give me the damage sources from, uh, uh, basically I just need you to give me the roll, the damages separately between like the two attacks. Okay. All right. All right. So I'll give you the sec, the offhand attack. Cause it's real okay. simple. It's a one. Ah, uh, well, so yep, that's easy. That's one. That's um, and then. Yeah, right. Um, 
This one's gonna take a bit more math. 10, 9, 22, 26 points of piercing damage for Ooh. the first one. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that is a hell of a hit. Beautiful as you stab in. Um, you are going to like stab up through the bottom of the breastplate up into the chest and you will actually feel this kind of Icarus ancient like pressing against your blade as the heart that's animating this monster made of purple flame this knight I should say um, is going to throb back against you as your blade pierces the side of it that's a hell of a wound Gotcha. Orantiros. Higher on my other one. <laughs> oh man, it'd be great. Uh, Orantiros, it's your turn. What do you do? Any way that Orantiros could gain insight as to if heat metal would be pointless, like he's on fire. You can make me a make me a. You can use your bonus action to make me an Arcana check. Okay. Well, that's a net one. I mean, he's already on fire, man. He's already on fire. <laughs> yeah, he's already on fire. So. He's already on fire. I'm just saying. Yeah, why? Um, and... <laughs> oh, of course. Where is... Image. Gonna save that just in case, and uh, just gonna shoot him. All just right, fire an attack bow. roll. Eight, uh, seventeen. Seventeen total. You have determination if you want to boost that. Yes. So this let's... is probably a good time for that. Okay, the, so that brings yeah. it up to a twenty, which is going to be a hit. Roll me damage. Longbow, go. Yep, 1d8 plus your dex. Please, dice. If you give me one, I'm going to riot. Well, Orientiros isn't uh, the most effective in direct combat. Uh, what was that? That's six total. Six, six total. Did you roll a one? A two. Oh, That's pretty good. There we go. All right. Ooh, uh, give you all your determination back. Um, so <laughs> where are you aiming? Are you aiming the head or are you aiming the chest? Oh, yeah, the head is just a flaming skull. That's pretty. That's a pretty good spot. It's a pretty good spot. Um, does it seem like flames are coming out of every... He's just wreathed in flame. It's kind of coming out around his head. Um, it's basically just like infusing him. Somewhere Very in the skull area. Okay. Your arrow, you're going to notch an arrow, let loose, and it's going to fly, cranking him directly in the head. He is going to stumble for a moment. You think that you may have him on the ropes. You may have him dead, but we're going to see. He stumbles yeah, back and smashes the arrow out of his skull, still on his feet. That was a killing blow, Orantiros. You know it was. 
He's animated by by wicked magics. All right, Godfrey. What is holding you to um, this plane? I was thinking as uh, as I was uh, going down and uh, am losing consciousness, I could uh, look over at the shield and see on the inside of it uh, the little favor from Kalara that uh, he keeps tied down there. And as he's fading to black, just thinking about like um, how nice it was to see her again and then the childhood memories of, uh, of the two of them together. Sounds good. All right, I've made your death save for you. You are lying on the ground, feeling your life continue to ebb away. Knight Sarlamir, it is his turn again. Knight Sarlamir stumbles, turns. Soth beckons me north, back to the place of his dishonor. The place in the northern wastes he calls the city of lost names. He raises his blade and is going to level a shot at Hazel. Uh, Hazel, does an 18 hit you? Yeah, it does. Does a 21 hit you? Not, not so Ooh. fast, scumbag. <laughs> All right, I'll reroll the 21. Not so fast, bone bag. Okay, does a 16 hit you? Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay, so who do you give the advantage to, Orantiros? Razira. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, okay. All right. I'm going to give this to you all at once, okay? Yep. Hazel brandishing his blade that you just saw cut down a knight in his prime. He is going to turn and is going to bring his blade down twice. You're going to take 34 points of necrotic damage from two swipes. Cool. Are you still up? I am still up, but I have a thing to do. Uh, and he has one more attack. First math. Though. Oh, cool. Uh, really? You want to take me out and not have me do the thing? Okay. He's going to hit you <laughs> one more time. Oh, I don't think, I think you're still up. Do you have 11 hit points? I'm trying to do the math, but I haven't gotten okay. there yet. <laughs> sure. Uh, I had 12 hit points. You have one hit point left? That is so good. He's going to lash down into you one more time for 11 hit points of necrotic damage, dropping you down to one hit point, which means I need you to do me favor a favor and make me a wisdom save. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to use the Bardic Inspiration. Are you sure? Yeah, maybe determination too. <laughs> oh, can you even use with determination, determination? I don't on... make it. I get a fourteen with determination. Oh, and the bardic die. So did you spend with, the determination? I rolled a three on the bardic. Okay, uh, Hazel, <laughs> um, you are going to see Hazel stumble back from the weight of these three blows, and then something is going. Blood is going to. <laughs> and start hitting the ground. Kalara, from where you can see behind Hazel, you'll see this gout of blood streaming down between her, like dripping down um, on the floor between her feet. And then you're going to hear a little bit of, it almost sounds like <laughs> laughing. And then screaming. 
as Hazel begins to froth at the mouth and enters a berserker frenzy. Yeah. Uh, all yeah, yeah. right. Oh God, Hazel, it's your turn. Um, I uh, attack I'm whoever's gonna... closest. Which is him. Closest. Unless which you, is him. Which, unless you want to decapitate Godfrey. So let's I, go with him. First. I don't think. I mean, it's it's. But he's um, down, right? It's not a. Threat. I don't think the yeah, down body is going to be much of a target compared to the one standing yeah. in front of her who just hit her. All right. So go ahead. Me. Make me an attack roll. enough. Uh, 22? 22 is a hit. Roll me damage. Or 23, actually, with the, uh, with the axe. That is... 14 damage. 14 damage? Okay. That is max damage that I can do with this. Okay, let me make, let me check my con save. Okay, that's a fail. Spending a drama bomb to re-roll. Or, pardon me, hurt the more to re-roll. Okay, that is a... How much was that? Total? 14? 14, yeah. Okay. Took me a drama bomb, but I just made it. He's still <laughs> up. You smash your axe into him with a barbarian raid or a barbarian scream, and he stumbles back. His eyes go dim for a moment, and then the violet flame erupts once more. Oh, God, I love this power. All right. Hazel, do you have any other things that you can do with your action? Um, I don't think so because I'm not moving um, because I'm attacking something that's in front of me. Okay. Um, and I don't have any bonus actions or anything I can do. So, nope. It's just straight up attack. Okay, that sounds great. Um, all right, then it is Kalara's turn. Kalara, what do you do? Um, I'm going to move up, giving Hazel some serious side eye. Spare the dying, Godfrey. Okay, you may now spare the dying on Godfrey. And try and drag him 10 feet away. Okay. With my bonus actions and the rest of my movement and get him just away from no don't go close and then now you could you could go on the other side of godfrey so that i don't get an opportunity attack against you sure yeah okay that and sounds... i'm gonna try and drag him back that way a bit okay sounds good how far like uh i can only move 10 feet so okay that's all of all the space i had so all right sounds good so rushing up you're going to spare the dying and pull him back from the fray Perfect, and we are at the top of the initiative with Razira. Razira. Hello. I'm going to just, you know, make two attacks. Um, okay. One of them. You have the, first the advantage. I know. The first one has advantage. Oh, baby, please. Please, I'm begging you. One of you. Okay. Alright, so I rolled 18 plus 7 is a hit. Um, and then right. 17, I'm gonna spend my determination to turn that into a dirty 20 for both attacks. Those are both nice. hits. Can you please give me the damage separately? Yep. Yep. I gotcha. 
I figured out. Oh god, my offhand attack is so shit. So the offhand attack is three. <laughs> okay, hold on. Yep. Uh, okay, did it. Okay. Wow, I'm only 22. Another 26 um, piercing from that one the, for the main attack. 26 piercing? Yep. Okay, hold on. I I need to spend a hurt them more. One second. Something good happens, just was bought. To give you a sense of what I must do, I must... I have an undead fortitude roll, which means that mm -hmm. every time he's dropped to zero hit points, he has to make a roll difficulty of five plus the damage dealt. Which means on a nat 20, he would still be up. My first roll from that last hit of yours was a nat 1. I spent a hurt the more to re-roll it, and my second roll was a nat one. How do you do this? Yes! I thought you're gonna be like nat twenty, and I was gonna be like fuck. Uh, Showman. So I think, yeah, right. <laughs> well done. The so Riz with her offhand, she's because she's gonna. How she does this is she's going to get on top of the sarcophagus and try and get behind him. And so with her off-head attack, while she's jumping up, she's going to kind of pierce the back of his neck and kind of try and bring him down a bit to her level. And then as he kind of comes down and stumbles a bit, but still rallies, she's going to take her full-on attack, and she's just going to pierce him straight down the, the head through through center mass and just go straight down the armor to the heart All where right. she knows it is. He is going to collapse into the ground once more. You can see he collapses down to his knees. Teeters for a moment. And slowly the purple flames will begin to dissipate. And as they dissipate from him, you will see them beginning to dissipate from the entire catacomb. All of the purple light begins to fade, dropping you into darkness. But as it does, as his eyes begin to fade away to blackened pits, he will turn, looking toward the dead knight next to him, and then toward Godfrey, and will say, Redeem me. Take my lance, my armor. Stop. Soth. And will collapse to the ground. As that occurs, um, Orantiros, it is your turn. What do you do? My turn. It's your turn. You're not out of combat. He's still talking. He is. You are now in a darkened room. There is no light in here. If you do not have dark vision, you cannot see what is happening inside of this room right now. But you can, and you see that he has collapsed once more into nothing more than ancient armor and bones. Oh. Uh, okay, well, I'm not gonna meta game then. Actually, uh, um, pardon me. Uh, I should state, let me just roll to see how long you've been out here. Okay. 
So it was late afternoon. So I'm going to say that inside this room, you are getting a bit of dim light because there is the crack in the southern wall is letting in a bit of light because it breaks directly to the coastline north of Calaman. So a bit oh. of the setting sun is going to be illuminating this room enough that all of you can kind of see a little bit, but it is very dark in here. Okay, so us, uh, us other races uh, can see as if it's illuminated. Yeah, dimly. Any dimly, yeah. Uh, how dead is our night friend? Like, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, he's he's dead. He could be revived with his head off. He oh, revived be, as in he could be re like revivified. I okay, got. Um, I'd say yeah. I said his head fell off, so yeah. No, he's pretty. He's pretty dead. Yeah, mostly um, dead. He's mostly mo dead. Mostly, mostly dead. Okay, what does this room look like? I have no way of making light, so I'm just going to go over to um, Godfrey and Kalara and see if I can... Like, is he awake or is he still down? No, he is just stable, so he's not regained any hit points. It doesn't do any healing. It just stabilizes, so you don't need to do death saves anymore. Which oh, would so handily he's... get around that no healing thing, just in case that was still in effect. Yeah, he's gonna see. What else was the easiest can... thing to do? Yeah, they're going to see if they can aid Kalara and like look around and be like, "Is is everyone all right?" Uh. Godfrey, you are unconscious, which means, Hazel, it's your turn. What, who do you attack? Whoever is closest, probably Riz. Stop. Okay. Hazel's eyes, she's staring at the pile of bones, and she just, like, twirls the axe, looks up at Riz, and she's frothing at the mouth, and she just swings. <laughs> Hazel, you, you're not looking right. Why are you doing all right, make me an attack roll, please. What the fuck? That is a twenty-two. Oh, yeah, that'll be my ace. We're about to have two Kenders. <laughs> Hazel, stop! Uncan I'm gonna add uncanny dodge this. Uh, oh, you yes. can do that. Yeah, she can. What's uncanny dodge? That's a I ranger, get to pass my damage as a rogue. That from a physical source or 20 damage. 12 damage okay so six okay yeah oh. so leaping back the axe is going to slash along your midsection just below the cloak as hazel what? continues to froth hazel, the mouth what is going on with you her eyes are bl <laughs> practically glowing in the darkness um and that's going to be Kalara. Kalara, it's your turn. Hazel has just taken a swipe at Razira in the darkness. Your back's to me. Oh. Does that mean that she has disadvantage on deck saving throw? If no. she can't see it coming? What are you doing, Sacred Flame? Yeah. I'm going to say 
I'm going to say no because she's got her battle perception up. She's in a berserker rage. She's definitely paying attention to the environment. So go ahead and make me a deck save, Hazel. I will allow Hazel to be a dwarf with not terribly high decks, though. Okay, d pretty high decks for a dwarf. But rolling a six doesn't help me. Um, Knew it. However, so... Yeah. I'm, I'm doing this because I believe it's what would happen. Totally. I am... With my decks, that is an eight. I know it is not enough. I am spending my determination in my Berserker Rage. Okay. To up that by three, still not enough. No. Okay, I respect. But as a Berserker, I would do that. That's eight points of radiant damage then. Okay. Cool, I'm and, down. <laughs> all right, so casting a say. You know what? Kalara, how do you want to do this? <laughs> I think Kalara just kind of looks up from where she stabilized Godfrey and just goes and just stomps upright and just <laughs> flings her hand out at you and just like, fuck's sake. <laughs> and then she's going to stomp over and spare the dying you after that. <laughs> okay. And with that, Kalara's like, all fuck trips. you. With having to have to kill both, not kill, but like down two party members. I, in a row, in the same day. I know. <laughs> Kalara has feelings about this. She just watched this other dude who's kind of nice die, who she just saved. Orin Tiros is going to feebly try to use mending on the beheaded knight. Uh, some of his armor is going to suture back together. Nice. How about the neck? Uh, that's going to be a no for me, dog. Well, Vizira's going to carefully try and push his off the sarcophagus. Not really minding if her head bonks a little on the ground as she, you know, gets as off you, there. As you roll her off, she is limp as a rag doll. But she does not let go of the axe. She holds it with a death grip. Uh, that doesn't. Usually, when you, you when you pass out, you usually drop your weapons, right? Like your you lose your control of your hands, right? Yes, and and both of your shoes come flying off. Interesting. Don't know if I, I quite believe that one. one before Orintios, but... Oh, that's but, only but when you die. Right. Hazel has a, a real grip, and she's gonna like after Hazel on the ground. Riz is gonna like grab the axe, and try and, like lift it, and be like, it, it's got a real grip on her or something. This is weird. Puts her hand down. She's ominous. Yeah. All right, well, drag them over here, I guess. Okay. Um, <laughs> Start dragging Hazel over. Was she possessed? Much she like was like foaming at the mouth after the thing hit her. Just like weird eyes, and then she just like came at me. All right. So Kalara is okay. going to like get Godfrey and Hazel to near each other, bring, get you two to come over and take 10 minutes to cast Prayer of Healing. Okay. Nice. All right. So go ahead and roll that up. Anybody who wants to spend any hit dice for short rest as well can do so if they're conscious. Oh, you've got to be fucking shitting me. What? Double ones. Oh. Don't you roll? You still heal extra, right? Yeah, but that's just the minimum. <laughs> the dice are like, Hazel shouldn't have many. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, and it well. has my spellcasting ability mod, but that really sucks on 2d8 to roll double ones. Yeah. It's like my heat metal. <laughs> Rolled 3d8 and it was four. So that's five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven points. All right. Eleven points. So that goes to everybody. Yeah. All right. Both of cool. you are going to have your eyes flicker open and remember the end of the fight. While Kellara was casting that, Razira or Antiros, mm-hmm. do you inspect the tomb? Or do you oh, wait yeah. for your friends? Okay. So I Razira... feel bad because I've been at full health the whole time. So yeah, I'm going to do some inspecting. Okay. Try to seem useful. useful. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Inside of the tomb, as Kalara finishes casting up her spell, you will look in there and see the distinctive head of a rusty spear. All that remains... blackened like it was cast into a great fire huh Ariz will pick it up and like show it to Orantiris and be like so we get, guess we got to make the rest of it uh, I believe that uh, this, this was the dragon Lance that was that was engulfed, but is it just the to resist the urge to make a pun after this, Razira? Is it just the tip that makes the dragon lance important? I mean, I feel like the whole shaft really does a lot of the work, but I'm pretty sure the tip is kind of the most important, especially for penetration. And that is what Godfrey and Hazel are going to wake up to, right there. <laughs> yes! What? What happened? Oh, good is morning. okay? We got a tip. Tip what? Hey, Hazel. Hazel. Riz is going to, like, come back very... She's going to, like, toss the 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 lance tip to Orantiros and then just kind of stand over Hazel be like, Hazel... Why did you blame and attack me, you crazy girl? Now, Kelly, do I... Re- I feel like in a Berserker Rage, I may not remember specifics necessarily. Like it's I'll kind let of you a make me a wisdom save. Or wisdom... Make me a wisdom <laughs> check to try to remember. Cool, that's a seven. You just remember <laughs> everything. You You got stabbed and hurt really badly and then everything got hazy and the next thing you know you were waking up here on the stones yeah hazy and red and it just i got hit really hard and then i was it was hazy and that now i'm here i did um, what now you attack you did a good amount of damage on the night but then when he was dead cuz i killed him by the way you you two both missed me like Rip it right through, through through the top of him, like just straight down into his heart. After that, then you attacked me, Hazel. I was not a bad guy. We are on the same team. We're quite good friends. 
You had like you were foaming and frothing. You look like a rabid dog. Did something bite you in the previous chambers? Not that I'm aware of. I just just like the axe braced on my shoulder. Can I roll survival or something for or, or insight or something for Antiros to see if she had a disease or rabies or You can make a medicine check. <laughs> Rolling at one, definitely rabies. <laughs> definitely rabies. That's in that one. <laughs> You're pretty sure there was Sorry. probably a rat or a bat I'm supposed somewhere. To use my powers for good. <laughs> that uh, yeah, Hazel what? has rabies. You're pretty sure. <laughs> Dwarf rabies. It's smaller, but like worse. But meaner. Yeah, but smaller, and it's got a beard. Oh my. Uh, Razira, step back. She what? has dwarf rabies. D that's not a thing. Dwarf rabies is a thing. I've it's seen not it. A thing. Um, she's going to start growing a beard and becoming more and more uncontrollable. There, there's no coming back from this. I'm, I'm sorry, Hazel. I'll look after her. your axe for you. You, I'll, Hazel. Drop. No. No, no. The the rabies will take you. You have, and we have to be safe. I, you're so strong. Like, <laughs> Should, okay. Enough of no, your good. Okay, no, we'll figure no. out what's going on with Hazel later. Maybe we can take it to like. We need all our rest. I'm feeling still quite not great from the first Skelly Boys. They sucked the life out of me, and I'm not feeling great. Do we want to get out of here? As yeah. much as, like, this darkened, very poorly lit tomb is. I've switched accents. I'm sorry. <laughs> so what what happened? What after happened after I went down? I, I'm sorry. I tried to save him, but your your fellow knight and Orantiros is going to turn and just gesture to the head at least laid where it, it would be if it wasn't rolling across the the room. Oh! I'm uh, sorry. Sarlamir also said to take his lance and his armor. We should also take his armor and redeem him. Uh, and he's going he north. We should take his armor. Right. He said something. He was going to serve Lord Soth at... At the city of Lost Names. Soth beckons to him. In the north? Mm-hmm. So we need to just take his armor. Maybe we can get it chained up and fixed. Yeah. <sighs> well. So the dragon lance is this like metallic like tip of a lance. Yeah. Yeah. It is the very, very tip of the lance. And then Hazel attacked everyone. What does that look yes. like? DM. Remember that. It looks like basically looks like a spear tip. Yeah, affixed to. Um, does it look gold or just like normal steel or looks like tarnished black steel? Question: Having yes. been around mercenaries a lot, would Kalara mm -hmm. know about a berserker state? This is going to be a rough one for you. I'll let you make me a history roll with disadvantage. 
I feel like my dice have given... 15. This one's given me a lot of ones. You've heard stories. Mercenaries have talked about some of the, the distant peoples um, of Kryn that are able to enter that type of state. Okay. So basically you'll have heard of, well, you'll heard of like berserker rages. On Chios, it, it's not dwarf rabies because no such thing exists. But Kajil have spoken about far far off peoples who could do a berserker rage and it sounds a lot like what happened so maybe that axe is cursed i'm sure the axe is fine but... i feel like that's something that somebody who's cursed would say wait i think cursed i mean i don't feel cursed Maybe this is just a new way of the Hazel. magic coursing through me. Hazel, can you yeah. um put the Why don't axe we check with that down? weird magic user then? Can, yeah, can well, you put the axe down your... for a moment? Sure. I put the axe down immediately between my feet. <laughs> How about not touching it for just a moment? I move my feet so I'm not touching it. <laughs> it starts to tip over and then you have to touch it. So <laughs> Orange? No, I don't have to keep touching it. It just is within reach. No, I mean, the, it's going to tip over and fall yeah. on the ground otherwise, and you're not going to lie. Oh, I mean, I, I put it flat on the ground between my feet. Oh, okay, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's already on the ground. Perfect. Can I have the axe, No, Pick no. with that spell caster you guys were talking about. The other mage that you had to bring a letter to. Oh, yeah. Excellent. So we'll do that then. Um, I'm sorry to... Hmm? I'm sorry to say, I know um, this is important, but there's going to be people getting into the council room soon. Oh, I was just going to suggest that as well, Godfrey, that we are going to have to go explain why all of the council is dead. And we should take... If we're taking the, what's left of the lance and um, the knight's armor, as well as our fallen companion here, we're we're, we're going to have a long day, and then okay. looking into whatever's happening to poor Hazel. Nothing's happening to me, but I do not want to have that conversation about there, the council. There, there, there's no Armin getting looked at, right? But then I mean, let yeah, us be off. No, there's no harm uh, getting looked at because nothing's happening. Exactly. Of, so we'll just course. confirm it. We're concerned by your Dwarf friends rabies. and you attacked me. Dwarf it's rabies. It's not Dwarf rabies. I mean, he hit me like three look times. Look over at Clara. Was... Are you sure Dwarf was... rabies isn't a thing? Arantios is pretty... pretty sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The axe. It's not a thing. She can't let go of the axe. All right, let's gather things up. She won't let um, away from her. She won't pass it off for any moment. Obviously, it's the bloody axe. Maybe because it was in somebody's grasp, it's cursed. Stealing from or something. But... I don't. She won't let it go, and that's not normal. Not even for a moment. 
whisper, 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 whisper in the corner. <laughs> My passive perception is an 11. I'm hearing nothing. Orantiros <laughs> yep. is definitely hearing every bit of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Riz is going to start looking through the, like, trying to de-armor the okay. skeleton guy and then also it, to see what else is in his tomb. Not much. It's mostly just that. The old rotten haft of a broken spear that no longer holds inside of the lance. The rest of the room, doing a quick search as well, um, you'll be able to see that the room is empty except for bones and rusty armor and the other tombs inside of the room. The only other thing that you can see is the bit of light that is coming through the southern hole that is bored through the side of the catacomb. A bit of wind is whistling through it. I'll take a look out. See, okay. Looking out, you can see that this crude passage is about 80 feet up a sheer cliff beneath the walls of Castle Calaman. Below, you can see the paved streets and rooftops of buildings. How, f- how far was it? 80 feet. It's an 80-foot drop. Because remember, Castle Calaman is on this big hill or this big mountain peak mm-hmm. in the center of town. Oh, and this went under riot. There's no sign of anyone here. But the footprints lead you out here? so. Yeah, looks like there is. Uh, however, with your passive perception, what you will see in the distance, from looking out the southern entrance through the warrior's gate to the west, or for me, your, the warrior's gate to the east of town, to your left, you'll see a very welcome sight. Derrett and the soldiers riding back to town. Which I think is probably where we're going to end game tonight. Uh, Everybody, welcome to level six. Yay! Yay. Level six, cursed axe, level six, cursed. Kelly, I I think I'm the only one that got hit with the necrotic Mm -hmm. dealing down my max HP, so I I'm still gonna I'm gonna add my. You before next game, level. you will be able to long rest, so you can you can just do your normal hit points again. Cool. I get two channel divinities now. Yay! Oh, level nice. six nice. is the flipping point. I yeah, get a I feat. Get two. But that's about well, ability get some fancy stuff. I don't think you get As any. Fighter. Oh, at 18th level, you get three. All right, everybody, eight... roll your roll your hit points. Not really. I rolled a two, but ones and twos are practice, right? One and two. Yeah, you gotta test the dice. You gotta test the dice. Yeah, so then eight. I got a six. Okay, yes. that guy is lost forever. Which is okay. Then I get blessed then... healer. That was a two. two. I cast on so others rolling. heal me as well. So okay, I cure so wounds you, I set. cure wounds me. So, uh, one thing. Hazel, mm-hmm. uh, at this level, if Orantiro sticks with Bard, he will gain counter charm. Which can be used Ooh. to sun's getting real low. Give you advantage <laughs> on that on the mind control from the axe. I was just going Except to. Except I don't. I don't get a second save, so it's only if he has it immediately. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. It's only on the first save, but. Yeah. Or if I have a something save good of... happens to spend. Save of the day, or save when you trigger that effect, or when you trigger the effect. So so now that it's happened, and I'm not spoiling anything. Um, mm-hmm. 
Whenever a hostile creature damages you while the axe is in your possession, you must succeed on a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or go berserk. I have a plus one to wisdom. Ah. So when I rolled, I rolled a six, add one, that's a seven. I was like, oh, I have a D8 from Bardic. I rolled a three, which would give me 11. Yes. If I added my proficiency bonus again, like with determination, which I didn't because it wasn't worth it, I get a 14. Welcome to expertise. Oh, nice. and Godfrey. Um, Godfrey gets the ability I, score improvement. I don't get um, any saves past that first one. The only way it stops is if you drop me, or um, there are no targets within sixty feet of me that I could see or hear. Yep. So blindness deafness. Oh, so once it starts, once it starts, I'm screwed. <laughs> But she does get a bunch of extra hit points out of it, which is kind of nice. I get six now. For a sorcerer, that's a lot. That's a level of hit points. Almost. It's true. It is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, am I taking That's the only reason you didn't drop me was those extra hit points. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. I caused so much trouble with that. Strength 20? Yeah. Counter charm. It just gives everyone advantage... Yep, if you spend an action playing music to try to basically tune them out. Um, anything else good happening to Hazel? Hazel gets an extra spell slot. Ooh, and your new Sorceress Origin feature. Yeah, yeah, which um, is something I think we needed to kind of... Well, it, it kind of links in with other stuff that we're going to talk about in the how to run. Because yeah, because we... we the, 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 lunar, the Lunar Sorcerer is not... It's got some kind of glitches in the way they've written it. Um, and there are some differences between the Unearthed Arcana that they changed with the published one that don't make sense for how they changed it. So yeah, it's it's a little it's a little iffy. So we will be adjusting that a bit. Um, so we'll talk about that on our how to episode next episode. Quick reminder, folks, if you want to get any advice for running this game yourself, if you have any questions about why we ran something, how we ran something, or how you should run something. Be sure to leave comments in the YouTube comments and any of our social media, our Discord, anything like that. And that is next episode. Uh, We'll be getting back to the main campaign in two weeks. uh, But next episode is going to be that. Um, I'm excited for it, though. I love those episodes. The first one was a lot of fun. And we will figure out what the deal with your waxing and waning and with your lunar boons are as well. Can't wait till next level when I get evasion, which is when you succeed on a deck save and you take only half damage, you'll take no damage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's then, something uh, even I remember from when I've played uh, past editions. That's cool. Yeah. That... I mean, if it works, right? Uh, Orantiros, yeah. you are going to gain another Bard College feature. Because your College of College of Lore. College right? of Lore, I just posted it in the Yeah, the two spells uh, from level. any class. So I get counter charm and well more spells. And two slots, spells which is also nice. Yeah, so you are able to cast at what third level now? You could take fireball if you wanted to. Third. Oh right, because it's from any any you like. You could take fireball. You could take, you um, could take spiritual weapon. You could take a cantrip like eldritch blast. You could. Yeah, yeah. the only thing for flavor is just no no direct healing. Anything you want. Time to study. Take lightning. Be a, be a lightning battle. bender. Yeah, he's kind of got like a sonic lightning theme going. Yeah. 
All right. So what folks, I, that- I might suggest is a, a sweet ass cantrip is sapping sting because if they fail the thing, they are knocked prone. Oh, that's pretty gross with people like Godfrey and Rez. Yeah. So I would suggest looking at that as potential. If you're looking for another cantrip to add, I would suggest looking at sapping sting because it's mm. gross. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. All right. So, folks, that is going to be it for us tonight. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Dragonlance Shadow of the Dragon Queen. Hope you enjoyed it. A big thank you as well to our sponsor, Bookworm Games, who helps enable us to do these amazing, amazingly fun sessions that we do here um, and allows us to basically play games for a living. It is fantastic. And I can't thank you enough, Bookworm. Can't wait to uh, to do more. So if you want to help yourself by getting you some fantastic dice, go to bookwormgames.com, use code DORKTALES2023 to save 10% off your order and if your order is 100 Canadian or more, which is like 70 US, it's free. Like the shipping's free, not the order. The shipping's free. Let me just make that very clear. Um, and then finally, a big thank you to our patrons at patreon.com slash dorktales, starting with our world building producer, Soul Omen. Thank you so much, Soul. I can't wait to introduce your uh, very complex plot for next week's Shards of Nern, which is going to be a lot of fun. I. I have machinations, even outside of your machinations that I'm going to bring. It's going to be fantastic. A big thank you to my divine producer, uh, Jan, my mom. Uh, really appreciate having you and my stepdad here. Uh, to Bricarious, my demonic producer, you are amazing, Funkle Marty. Uh, to Tammy, the forever cleric, you are a wizard, Tammy. Thank you for all of your support. And finally, to the High Council of the Patreon, I have to thank Taryn, the Traveler, Buddy, Trezelta, Amberthist, Cubby Gummy, Raven with Baubles, Karasha Urquhart, Drew Thompson, Sergio, Chef Eladeth, LaRouque, Sorcerer Sanguine, and Mike Baxter. You're all amazing. Thank you so much. And players, I hope you had fun too. Time. It was a ton of fun. That was, was a good. really fun, fun dungeon crawl. I know dungeon crawls can be hard, but that was actually like a ton of fun. Yeah, it was a fun crawl. I think it helped crawl. that that like the first battle was one game and then you saved all of this for another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, it's right? good to throw the real challenges after the party's like all tired and out of spell slots and stuff because then they start acting like mortals again yeah we have, <laughs> Instead we have of... to act creative mm-hmm. I, I still it. had two spell two spell slots left and nice. two free casts <laughs> Ooh, fancy. but I was completely out of second level spells <laughs> I had That's... one third level save for a counter spell if I needed it. It's uh, always great when you... was my last one, which is why it was so pissed off that it was double ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have anything else enough. I could do that would give you guys hit points. I was like, yeah, I, I could do a counter spell or a couple of others, but counter spell was what I was saving for. I could do a shield for free. I could do a first level spell and I could do feather fall. That was it. Nice. I love I love it when things go down to the wire like that. But that's going to be it for us tonight, folks. Thank you so much for playing. Have a fantastic night. We love you. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Dragonlance Shadow of the Dragon Queen is a Dorktales production. It stars Chris Blogg as Godfrey High Valor, Robin Holford as Razira Moonbrush, Jen Peters as Hazel Nightgranite, Christine Rattray as Kalara Vingard, and Kaylin Vincent as Orontiros. 
It's Dungeon Master is Kelly Clark. For a full list of music used in this episode, please check the show notes below. This episode also used music and sound effects from TabletopAudio.com. Tabletop Audio is one of the best resources that a role player can have. It has ambient sound effects, 10-minute loops, and plenty of things to bring additional ambience to your role-playing experience. We're not sponsored by them, we just love them. Go visit them today and support them if you can. If you like what we do here, you can help us grow by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash dorktales. Speaking of which, I'd like to take a minute to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com slash dorktales, starting with our Patreon producers. Our divine producer, uh, my mom, and I guess my stepdad, Bob. Our demonic producer, Bricarious. Our fun, but evil, Funkel. We love you, Uncle Marty. Our wizards of the Patreon, Tammy the Forever Cleric and the Ink Goblin. The High Council of Patreon, Taryn, the original Dorktales fangirl, Dustin, our time-traveling buddy from 1977, Trizelta, a.k.a. James Bododge, Cubby Gummy, Amberthist, The Traveler, Raven with Baubles, Karasha Urquhart, Drew Thompson, Sergio, Chef Eladeth, LaRouk, Sorcerer Sanguine, and Mike Baxter. Our level 10 heroes, Nacro, the Straw Hat Devil, Hans H. Boundehoof, Professor Multiverse, Snowy323, Chandra Magic, Prophet of Woe, Draconis Majers, Dodger Lakers fan, Jamal Cheatham, Renee Hayes, Spork Saber, Collinson, Iron Warrior X, Voidweaver, Rufio, Peppermint, Raven of Arlix, and Craig Hallstrom. Our very important patrons, who donate five or more dollars per month, an actual guinea pig, Dale Cope, the eternal student of life, Camille, who may be six possums in a trench coat, Evan, longtime listener, first time patron, Jason Tudor, the mayor of Icewind Dale, Krista Mitchell, the Siege FX engine, Rio, but without the OZ, Robin Holford, the wine master, United Adventure Company, SM Pace, Hillary, Matt DS, Eric and Amber, Evil, Tommy Kiyama Svensson, Olivia, Red Monk, Stormshanks, Jacob, Random Equinox, Uncanny Kate, Dazed Apricot, Ray G, The Bong Master, David Ellis, Jeremy Smith, Lockgen, Slurm, Slouching Beast, Graham Rudkin, Policino, Chris Deeds, Malazing, Jacob Shinji McDonald, Laura Arasmith, Mashmakan, Chill Standy, an Insomniac Veterinarian, Marcel, Los Grack and So Honorable, Bryn Hawker, Whistler, DM Shari, Gaming Hyperpanda, Stuart Tiffin, The Dixon Three, Owls, Bartold, KC, Tyler Saunders, David Carnan, Valley Pally, Waffle Rabbit, Eric of Norse Foundry, Robbie Dick, Parker Radborn, Caitlin Vinkel, Brandon Keane, Walter Manbeck, Diggy Diggy Blog, Marcos Olguin, Chris Kane, Braddockism, Steven, Denise Atwood, Wolfgang, Nyla, Russell Christian, Shelley Garvin, Johnny Nemec, Yosef, Stephen Malik, Game Hen, Panda Sior, James G, Sabersloth, Joshua Chandler, EBG, Frederic Laponte Moret, Spiffy Groovy Nerd, Karama215, Tyrone Slothrup, Andrew Rambling Gamer, Ezra Santos, Chris Chinloy, QXVW198, Cade Green, and Mitch D. And finally, our Dork Squad. Jen Peters, Daniel, Brent, CTRSTY, Hayliz, Patrick, Zach Rules, Ace Emmett, Renee Anderson, Britton Williams, Ava Hernandez, Jacob Embry, Catherine Petricelli, Kathleen Halperin, Judith Steen, Orion the Scott, Heavy Metal and T, Erica Lena, Kayla Haynes, Shannon McLean, Oni Yuri, Stephen Pearson, Chip, and Dennis Dory. If you'd like to hear your name at the end of these episodes and get access to exclusive perks, feel free to join us on patreon.com slash dorktales. Dorktales survives on the generosity of our patrons, and I can't express how grateful I am to each and every one of you for your support. Thank you so much, and thanks to you for listening. If you want to reach out, you can find us on the Dorktales Discord. We hope you join us, and we'll see you in the next episode.